<laughs> okay. So interesting note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make sure you stay to the end of this one, people. I uh, we it, it it really ended quickly, and I feel like uh, that was a home run. Law enforcement. I, it was a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's, a it's, joke. A, it's not true. It's not true. If if it did happen, if it did happen, it happened without anybody's it, knowledge. It, ha- it happened. No, it on happened, this podcast, it happened in Minecraft. It wasn't um, real. Yeah, it was <laughs> real. It was all a dream. Yeah. Uh, no, man. We <laughs> we got a lot of football to get to today. Um, I, we had a really interesting week five this is a first bye week uh yep. so i had some teams out uh for the first time seahawks uh grant took the week it was off a bummer I was um, sad, but it was good for the team but it was a bummer I yeah my team. well chance for some people to get healthy come yep. back make a difference uh we're gonna get to it later uh in the pick em, but uh it looks like eckler's coming back uh for the chargers on monday night football uh we've got some it's great games matchup. great matchups to profile this week and uh we're definitely gonna get into round two of uh our power rankings on which coach or co- coordinator should be fired because we had some real bad head coaching with a name things for happen this last week company for instead we of should. power ranking it should be like whatever we'll figure it out for next week <laughs> so yeah it'll have something to yeah. do with dead bodies anyway listen what? to the end of this episode and uh we're gonna hit it hard for the next two plus hours join us let's do the thing here we go welcome to sportsify for october 12th 2023 with your hosts Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. What's up, everybody? Welcome to week six of the NFL season on Sportsify. I'm your host, Matt Novak. With me, as always, is Grant Hawker. How are we doing? And on the third mic is Jameson DeFore. What up? We uh, we are coming off of I would say basically a repeat in my mind of the week before. There was a couple of murders that happened this last week. There was yep. a surprise win or two, um, especially that one overseas. I was a little surprised on that one. Um, and then uh, we had another team that was winless pick up a win, and uh, then we still have. Two unbeaten teams left. Eagles and the 49ers survive. We'll touch on both of those games Still in a little bit. Still one team looking for a win. Still one team looking for a win down in Carolina. That's not a huge surprise to a lot of people. Um, but uh, we do want to give some props to the team that finally won a game. And we're going to start there because it was also the first game of the week. Uh, the Bears. The Bears. Get one. Uh, put it together against Washington Thursday night. Pick up the win 40-20. to 20. The crazy part of the game is definitely in the box score. Big fan. Big fan of what happened, and we'll explain later. I'm Uh, a big fan of what happened. I No, I like hilarity. Um, So I am... I don't remember what I'm doing on Thursday. I was doing something and not paying attention, uh, honestly, because I was like, it's the Bears. It's Washington. Who gives a rip? And genuinely, who does give a rip? But Mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh, the game's going. I was like, I need to check on what's going on. So it's like probably start a second quarter and look down. I'm like, whoa, DJ Moore's having a good night. Mm-hmm. And I hear the score and I'm like, oh, Bears are all right. Putting it together. Yeah, they're putting it together. All right. Not a big shocker. I mean, Washington's not that good. Um, the Bears then, have more talent, like on paper, more talent. Ooh, ooh, that's a little bit of a hot. I don't think a so. A little bit. A little bit. So. Um, Potentially. If you were I mean, comparing the roster start of the season, Washington's heads and tails. 
They, I understand one one position, yeah. But like Washington in overall, <laughs> um, that defense we knew was was going to be pretty steady, and up until this game had been steady for sure. Yeah. Um, kept them in a game last week against the Eagles, but um, no. Then I turned the phone on, and like flip back through, open up Yahoo again. I'm like, holy cow, DJ Moore is having a real good night. The third time I open it up, <laughs> DJ Moore had 49 points in my fantasy league, had eight catches, 230 yards, and had scored a third time in that game. So do you do you have him? No. Oh, okay. No, I do not. Okay. I just was like, I was li- looking through the league matchups, and I'm like, who's getting all these points? This is just one guy. In one league, for some reason, I have a friend who started both fields and more. And did the double up, dude. And oh my gosh, he I mean, best, lit that be, guy up. Best double up of the year, probably. Uh, probably. I mean, well, like, I mean we're going to talk done. about another one tonight. Yo, another good, there was another good one, but I'm saying oh, like. No, I, the, the Tua Tyreek. Oh. The 70 point game. Yeah. yeah. That was the best double up of the year. But genuinely, like just a crazy high stat. So you again, you heard that right. Eight catches for DJ Moore, 230 yards, three touchdowns. Don't, don't get me wrong. Everybody on this podcast understood that DJ Moore was still a wide receiver one. We're, yeah. we're aware. Uh, but Justin Fields normally can't throw the ball very well. Uh, did not have a ton of completions. Only completed passes to three receivers in this game, by the way. Uh, Cole Komet being a one, and I believe the other was... I think Mooney got Mooney, one. Mooney, yeah. Mooney got, got like a couple, but like literally only three guys caught the ball and they scored 40 points, which is just ridiculous. Yep. Um, well, but, I mean, looking at, I mean, the, the rest of uh, field stats, he had 282 in the air, four touchdowns. Like that's like almost like 80% of his offense yeah. went to DJ Moore. So yeah, and if I'm remembering right on the other side of the ball, uh, which we already knew was an issue. Washington's offensive line has been atrociously bad. We highlighted last week that they had given up the most sacks in the league going into this game. Uh, the Bears had given up the third most sacks. The Giants given up the second most. Um, and again, um, Howell spent, I think it was I think it was five or six he's, they gave up to the Bears, who have not been doing a great yeah. job getting after the quarterback. They're pr- pretty middle of the pack uh, as, as of right now, but... Yeah, they put him on his back multiple times. And I mean, he just couldn't early. get anything going either. He was no. missing guys wide open. Wide receivers were dropping passes. Like it was just an ugly, ugly game for for that offense. What? But it's in 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 one respect though, it is Thursday night football. That's how it goes. Like Thursday night football sucks. It, yeah, I mean to see a team. I mean, I don't think any of us thought that the Bears would put up forty points on Thursday night football. No, but here they are, no. and they did. Uh, but yeah, Thursday night football is a, usually a terrible week for offense. That's why you usually want to avoid you know, starting players as, as they go. I mean, we did encourage that um, just because of how terrible the bears have been. Yeah. We, we definitely did say to start uh, all the Washington players. You could, uh, that went I well. Did. If you had Logan Thomas, it did not go well. If you had uh, Brian Robinson. Yeah. I did not thank the Lord that I also, that I started DJ more mainly because I had to because of some buys that happened. Um, so he definitely made up for my lack of uh, my other flex position with Brian Robinson. We got I, uh, six and a half points. I picked up Sam Howell on a waiver this week because I was unsure of uh, my other quarterback was um, Deshaun previously. Yeah. Um, and then I had Stafford, but I was like, oh, we're playing the Eagles. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so I picked up Sam Howell and he got me like 25 Ooh. and change. Yep. And that's what points. I got. Uh, yeah, I, I use him on a flyer in two leagues. No regrets. Um, I, I was, I was definitely drinking the Kool-Aid that I was spewing. That's for sure. I said, go do it. And so I did it too. Um, 
you know, the, uh, uh, and I think, I think both of those leagues I ended up winning. Yeah, I won both of those. Uh, didn't have a perfect week. I uh, won't get into fantasy football later, but, you know, that, Howell did fine from a fantasy perspective, but that offense stalled out against, uh, against the Bears. And that just feels weird to say, but it's true. It did, it just stalled out. There was a lot of commentating. The internet was talking a lot about Ron Rivera. Like I was, mm-hmm. I, I I turned on Facebook at one point because uh, my wife had sent me something hilarious. Went to go look at it, and I, uh, uh, as I'm scrolling down through my news feed, people are talking about Ron Rivera, uh, giving up on his team, not caring about how the game was going, and that just got super interesting real quick. If you just watching the body language of this guy getting beat by the Bears, he was done. Like you look at the third middle of the third quarter through and he's just sitting there staring and, it, and we all seen his stare. His old Riverboat. man vibes, you he's know, he's even. just, yeah, he shows you nothing. And, uh, and but except in, for when he gets angry, but he, this was nothing in a different way. Yeah, it was not good. It was not a good nothingness. He was literally staring off into retirement. Um, he looked like he was dreaming about a private Island in the Bahamas uh, you know, and not that specific island, if you know what I mean, a different one. Um, we're not making accusations on this show. Um, but uh, genuinely, like he was just checked out, and yeah. it was super weird to see him that way. Um, gotta be honest too, didn't do a great job prepping his team against a defense that he should have been able to exploit, third worst defense in the league, and they could only put up twenty with the talent they have on this team. That offense, while I genuinely do believe that the enemy is doing his very best, um, and I, I, you know, like, I like, genuinely do believe he's doing his very best. I, I just think that there's not a complete team buy-in here, and I really do think that uh, something weird is going on amongst that coaching staff. I, like, I'm not trying to be conspiracy guy. But it kind of feels like Bianami was brought in anyway to replace an aging head coach. And I don't know if that dude's feeling all the pressure and the vibes of that. Because um, Bianami seemed to have, I mean, you know, last week went into overtime against the Eagles. They're just in a crazy loaded roster, ended up losing that game. But like, he yeah, put up 34 game. plus. Yeah, you know, in the division game. Yeah. yeah. In, in, a, in Against the Eagles, who are top three defense right yeah. now. I believe they're number three defense in the league right now. So like, I, that that to me uh, just says a lot. And then, uh, but that defense wasn't doing a great job at all in Washington. I mean, give up forty points to anybody, let alone Justin Fields, who got embarrassed just a few weeks ago and looked like he was playing on a college team, and that I he mean, was lost, and that offense was terrible. Job. Yeah, they're like trade the guy. I literally heard him start getting the trade rumor uh, accusations, like Daniel Jones being done in New York and him going there. Um, you know, they were talking about him as a possible replacement for the Jets because he's he's got an expiring deal coming up, like all this stuff. I'm like, what and, and, what are we doing? And there's here? a dude from USC and they yeah. have at that point held the yeah, number one pick. Right. Let's just go tank so maybe we can get this th- it was so weird what was going on. And uh in this- Ron seems to be affected by it. But that was genuinely just a bad coaching job. He could not keep his team in that game. Yeah, I think I think too. Just with the, just, this is just kind of one. I mean, we're only this is only the fifth week of the season, and yeah, we're already getting you know these you know you know trade Justin Fields blah 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 blah. 
um, which I mean they might do anyway if they end up having the number one pick, um, which would just make an interesting interesting decision for that team. But I mean, just in two weeks though, Justin Fields already turned around the the narrative of his season though already. But the last two weeks, I believe he's you know eight or nine touchdowns, and I think yeah. I think now nine. well yeah he's at nine touchdowns. So like he's, I mean he I think right now I think going into this after his his week he was tied for the most in the league. I think I think now now that Kirk Cousins has played and some other guys have played, I think they probably now have two or three more on him. But he's already like yeah. jump vaulted himself out of being like playing like the worst quarterback to vault himself back into like a lot of people had these like insane expectations from that he's going to win MVP this year. All the kind of stuff, which was insane because you have to be the best team and you you have to be winning games and be like the best team to win MVP, which we all did not think was going to happen anyway. Um, but he's already like changed the trajectory of his um, his season in just these two weeks because it is early. And so it'll be interesting a decision for the Bears to make, you know, if they start winning some games, what do they do uh, with Justin Fields? So, yeah. And while this was a good, like, obvious, like needed thing for Chicago. I think this game said a lot more about where Washington's headed than Absolutely. it did say about where Chicago's headed. Absolutely. Yeah. Washington um, is in a, in a tough spot. I'll, uh, sure. I'll give you the numbers because I looked them up while Grant was talking here. Um, guess who? Uh, I know you might have a guess who game for us later, Matt. I do. Uh, if you're still doing that this week. But um, guess if you had to guess who are there. There's a big tie for second place. So I won't make you list off all of the like however many people are in second place but if you had to guess like of the let's say the top three who would you say is top three in passing touchdowns this year so far uh kirk he's number one he has 13 tua, tua has 11 so then it would be he's in the tie for second right he is josh so allen Justin josh fields allen. tua and russ all have 11 touchdowns yeah passing touchdowns um, and again, for the record, Tua has 11 touchdowns, five picks. Justin Fields, 11 touchdowns, five picks. Now he has 500 fewer yards because, you know, yeah. he score game. 70 points in a game. But right. um, all things considered, he's kind of right, right in that pack. And by the way, everybody else who also has that many touchdowns besides Russ also has five picks. Josh Allen, five picks. So yeah. he's right in that mix. So, I mean, this so is averaging, you know, a, a pick a game. Yeah. Well, and, and this is the parody of the NFL. Like one week to the next, these guys are high, they're low. It is what it is. You know, the Chicago started low. He's been building up over two game the last two games now. Um, you know, his team's one and four could be pretty easily. Uh, could be two and three. Uh, and if not for uh, some unfortunate injuries and stuff, could have even fought it out for a third win. It's not, you know, like people are ready to just say, oh, this guy sucks. He looks terrible. He's done. And again, if you only watched one game, totally fair. Because yeah. that game against the Chiefs was the worst bit of football I've seen an NFL team put out there in a minute. And there's Ex- been some stinkers this year. Yeah, I was going to say, except for there was this team that played horrible football for the second week in a row this uh, this week. And I need to bring this up because it's going to be a major point of conversation in a little bit uh, here in this uh, episode. Um, the New England Patriots... Bench their quarterback for the second week in a row, and this week decided to get themselves blanked against New Orleans. This this is one of Holy those cow. this is one of those situations where the quarterback probably needs to not be on this team come off season. That's what I I mean. 
if we really want to dive into that now, we can about the Mac Jones conversation. Well, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's and you're clearly much further. I, yeah, I'm going to take it definitely a step further because, and we're going to talk about our in in our uh, second week of our new segment. Um, you know, not to you know give away the lead here, but like Bill Belichick, um, is not good as a head coach slash GM anymore. He was fantastic for 20 but, years but I, he done mm-hmm. he is there's a done. conversation that i think we need to have at some point and listen i got, he's having it with the mirror no well no 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 <laughs> this conversation that we need to have and i think it's a conversation to have about what if the best one of the best coaches of this past 20 years has been the dude who's played for the he was the coach for the eagles and and, and the chiefs currently because this dude has been to AFC championships and Super Bowls with different quarterbacks, with different offenses and different teams, mm-hmm. and has and has has done stuff. There's a conversation there because Belichick just he has been terrible since Brady's left. Terrible. Yeah, but he's also been uh, one of the best defensive coaches during that stretch as well. It's sure? just the difference between offensive mind and defensive mind. And when when you don't have the fire quarterback and you kind of lose your edge defensively then you kind of get what you have today where you get blanked and then they run up what like 34 points on well, you. Well, I think I think yeah. too. I mean, we can talk about it a little bit now, but like the dude drafted three guards and two kickers like over the past two drafts. Yes. He's been just absolutely brain dead at I, drafting. I I think they're just I don't know if it's an ego thing, but there was a point at which he just thought he could do anything well, clearly I think, I th- and it would go well. Well, I think that's been true. Something that I think there's been a debate kind of in the sports world and some of the stuff that I listen to that when 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 a coach becomes GM that brings issues like when when when, when the coach gets starts to get power like that and starts mm-hmm. making some of those decisions there's issues Bill O'Brien was the GM for the Texans and then look how that turned out Bill Belichick fairly different thing but fairly, yes fairly but, thing, but similar but, job title but, yes but, but 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 that that was a a a good team that he completely torched to the ground when he became GM yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, no, you're not wrong. Uh, I mean, you traded DeAndre Hopkins for like a second round pick and yeah. a, a bum at running I back. Was, yeah. But when, when when we see coaches that get a lot of power with their organization, a lot of times it doesn't turn out. Pete Carroll had a lot of power there for a few years, and John Schneider was looking to interview other places. And then when Pete Carroll kind of dialed it back, they've now had some great drafts last two years, and that team was in a really good position. When you when you when you give a coach a lot of power, I've never seen it work. Yeah. When it, you let the GM be the GM. Be be in charge of personnel, and you know the coach coach the team. That's when you're the most successful as a franchise and an it, organization. And it, and I think in you know not to do dive too deep on leadership oriented things here, but like when you're outside of your passions, you know, like the things that you're truly passionate about, yeah. because it, and you're just in your knowledge, it shows in your work. And I think this is one of those things where he's like, well, you just need this, and you need this, and you need this, so make that happen. And then he walks out and coaches. I don't. I think he's clearly way more the coach than the GM. Yeah. And that has shown in how this stuff is going for them. Um. You know, like it. It's just getting silly though that we're not sitting here holding this guy accountable when anyone else. I mean, he just had one of the worst two week runs that a head coach has ever had in the NFL. Definitely his. Like it's his worst by far. Yeah. But it's for any coach in the NFL to get almost blanked twice in a row by teams that had a 500 or worse record. Like, that is so bad. 
It's so bad to do. And he cannot afford to keep it going. You can't like I, you, you know, we brought up the quarterback thing and, and a lot has been getting said about Mac Jones this week in some different circles. We're going to bring that up in a little bit, too. But like it, this is not a Mac Jones issue. What happening in New England is not um, it's not a personnel issue other than the person that's putting that together. At some point, this is an institutional problem that the owner, Robert Kraft, has allowed to happen because of the Super Bowls, because of the equity that uh, genuinely Belichick rightfully earned yeah. and is now exercising. Totally. They're putting themselves in this corner. Like Jameson said about getting their the, the Rams getting their one Super Bowl, who cares if you sell the future? It was worth it. Um, who cares if you let Bill Belichick run this program for a few years, this franchise, I should say, for a few years, not college? Um, it was worth it. It was all worth it. Everything that happened, 100%, for, they would say it's worth it again and again and again because you have so many titles. You have seven titles. You can't six titles, my realistically six titles. expect to compete and contend for 20 years. Right. That, and he did. Like what they've done is kind of blurred our perception of team building and coaching and competition. And so the fall off, even if it's personnel issues, which it clearly is. Um, and like you said, going back to just from the draft and, and on and the current guys that they have and their free agency isn't always that spectacular. But then also just the fall off of coaching. Um, you know, he's getting old. He's getting old. Mm-hmm. You lose a step. That's he's the, the oldest, thing. He's the oldest coach in the league. And so, you know, it's it's a million factors kind of finally catching up with them, I think. Like, you know, who knows if Belichick could forever stay in, like, his prime coaching age. Would this team be more successful with, like, the apex Belichick mind? I don't know. But, like, at some point it has to give. And so, yeah, I, I agree. Like, you kind of have to live with this for now, but I, I hope they also don't, not that I'm like rooting for the Patriots to do anything good. Um, but hopefully they can kind of wake up and be like, okay, this is, should probably be like our last year that we send this off. Uh, cause the more they try to stick with it, then you get stuck in that, like, Oh, well, we'll just kind of keep trying. And now you blink and it's three years later, you haven't done anything. You're still in the hole. So yeah. Um it it sucks, but it is one of those things where Belichick is probably going to get himself Belichick. He always would dump somebody uh too early rather than hang on to him too late, and you have to wonder if that might be coming for him as well. Yeah, I think I think too like you no longer, I mean obviously it's obvious it's been the last like what 4 years now. You don't have a quarterback that can elevate the personnel that he does have, and that's what Brady could do. And so now we just see the hole so much bigger. We recognize that Brady probably was the system, but also good news though, this is a very deep quarterback draft. So you can probably solve some issues in this off season. If you're a Patriots fan, just know that there, there there's probably some good things coming for you. <laughs> just, just most likely because you're looking to be picking pretty dang early this year. Yeah. But just thinking about it, won't it be hilarious to see the Patriots possibly picking at one? I mean, I think it's going to be Carolina. Don't get me wrong, but like, no, Oh no, they can't. That's right. They, they sold have it. their own first round pick. Bear, the Bears going to go one, two. Uh, but no, I mean, like genuinely like New England, like though dra- uh, drafting at the top of this draft, like that's just funny to think about. Like it's, it's just in, in, I mean, in probably going to be very fair in the majority of your guys' lifetime. You haven't seen it. I no. remember them being terrible when I was a kid, but like I mean, the lowest they picked was probably when they picked Mac Jones at 15. That's the lowest I've seen. 
Yeah, I can't really. I feel like they had. Didn't they have a corner pick or a? Well, they had Christian Gonzalez, but that was like nineteen or twenty. Remember because he fell. Yeah. They weren't very good last year. No, I'm, I was thinking far back, but that's okay. They. Uh, by the way, I just. I, I want to say that I don't think this is a Mac Jones problem. By the way, uh, two. We can't forget because uh, we already just said his name. We know who his offensive coordinator is, right? Like we're remembering Bill O'Brien is running this offense right now. Speaking of bad coaches, um, I'm and I say that because I'm literally looking at a picture but, right now of him before, sitting next to Mac Jones. Before he was the the like before his head coach of the Texans, he was a pretty solid coordinator. Yes, that's why he got he the was, job. He was he was a solid so coordinator. I, I, I mean, and then he went to was Alabama after, to go hide for a few yeah, years. He, well, he did the hide thing. Didn't he go to? Uh, it was it was some big. I'm pretty sure it was Bama, and then he State, came back Texas. here after that. Yeah. Or Bama was his most recent stop before correct, okay. New England. Yeah, correct. yeah, Because yeah. he was Penn State, went from Penn State to the Texans. But he was like, he, he, was, he was like a personnel coach. Like, he was like a, he was, he was like a, like a wide receiver coach or something like that. Like, that's all he was for first time back in college. And then I think was OC. Yeah, I went OC, and then, then was, head coach of a college. Uh, yeah, and then went up. But yeah. um, before we move on from Mac Jones. And to put this in perspective, because yes, the scores have been horrible for the team, but this is his two weeks, four interceptions, two pick sixes, baller, fumble return for a touchdown, Uh, a total of 260 yards passing in those two games, an average of 130. He has thrown zero touchdowns, obviously, because they didn't score those points. Um, and was benched in both of those games. And then right after the game, still proclaimed a starter. Um, which is fair because his team just sucks. And I, I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to do. One one of those pick sixes was very clearly the wrong route. The other one was a tip pass. So I, yeah. I don't you. Those are things you don't put on the quarterback when you're supposed to zag and you know zig instead. Like that's not your bad or that's not the quarterback's bad. Um, the receiver literally patted his chest as soon as the defender took off. Like he realized it was his bad. Yeah, but, but I. I do also think he's not good enough to even when something's not his fault, not start seeing ghosts because that's, I think, clearly one of the things that's been happening with him, like a la Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold, where it's like, yeah, you fair. have some bad luck or even just a bad game. But no matter what, like that's now the game that you're in and he can't seem to get out of it and do anything to make a play. And um, yeah. I, I feel like I've seen that in stretches in previous years as well they were just kind of good enough to float through it um but now obviously they're just getting exposed and you know he's that roster's bad yeah and he's not he's not an elevate the roster guy like you said grant and he's certainly not like a brock purdy kind of guy where it's like even if uh, and i think brock purdy's far more talented but even if you know all brock purdy's being asked is to not make mistakes like he can also go out and make a play and it's like Mac Jones doesn't really go out and make a play and he also doesn't really protect the ball so it's yeah. like I mean one either, thing you need one of those two things to happen yeah oh absolutely you do and I think but I think too like we do have to also recognize that like Bill uh, going back to Bill Belichick a little bit he just stole a year of development from Mac Jones last year yeah 100% like you, he didn't have an OC he didn't have an OC he had a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays how like to me, that's that's almost a fireball offense, no matter what. And talking about, you know, he's earned sure. his equity, but like that's a that's a fireball offense to literally almost any other coach in this league. Um, and so like he, he he's had to like go through this dysfunction of of what uh, Bill Belichick has thought was the right decision for uh, an offense to do, and has fallen just stolen development away from Mac Jones. Like 
obviously the dude's not getting it done. Obviously he's making mistakes. He's, you know, seeing ghosts. He's, he's making terrible decisions. Um, and so like, I mean, I think he needs to be done in new England probably. Um, and I think too, that the, the Patriots are going to look, look elsewhere as well. I mean, they've, yeah, they've benched the last two weeks. This, uh, this isn't an original take because I saw it somewhere else as well. Um, but as we know, and we'll talk about this a little bit, uh, Justin Jefferson is on IR and the Vikings are not looking too great. And we've talked about Kirk Cousins being shipped over to New York. Um, what if he just slid into New England? No, I, I'm going to say that's not going to happen. Wait, you're saying if Kirk Cousins went to New England? Yeah. Yeah. This, like, I'm going to say no, because if Kirk Cousins is smart, he's not going to waive his no trade clause to go to go there. I, because Kirk, I don't, I don't think that New England is a New England is a desirable place to go play football. No, I don't it's think not it's anymore. Either. I think he's also really like planted his flag on I'm going to control my destiny. And I, I heard that I've heard that comment reminded this a couple of times this yeah, week when, they, when people were discussing that. Um, there was a I'm going to forget the guy's name, but Minneapolis uh, Star reporter today that was talking about that. Um, and he he was stating he's like he's not going anywhere he doesn't feel is a great fit for him and his family and uh and and he's like that's just not who he is he's like i think it's more likely that he stays here for this year there's no reason to rush there is no situation where he's going to go win a super bowl um you know unless there's a major injury and i think that's the only thing that's going to change it is if there's a major injury like like guys like if brock purdy goes down you cannot tell me that Kyle Shanahan isn't making that call immediately. Oh, uh, you guys would trade almost every, there, everything because this is, is your year. No uh, consequence. Sorry. There is no consequence for, for get, the trade. The 49ers have $40 million in cap space for this season. And they have, uh, I think it's 11 I mean, picks next year. You would 100%, like, because of the situation oh, yeah. that you guys are in, you'd probably trade a first to do it. Yes. But that's the scenario that Kirk Cousins is going to have to have happen for him to move his family and, and to go and do that. Um, I just think that's the kind of guy he is. What's that? So what if he went to Atlanta? That, and that's an option. That, but they're going to have to win more games. It's going to have to yeah. get closer to the end of November before but I, we I would see something It's a team that's not a contender, but, but like kind of could maybe be in the NFC conversation. And, well, uh, especially in that division, yeah. like like totally, yeah. like he instantly becomes the best quarterback yeah. in the division, hands down. But but yeah. there's a couple of teams that invested heavily in some good backups. Tua has uh, Mike White, who I really like as a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, but if Tua were to go down for the season. That could be a different thing. I don't think Mike White is your answer for the season. I think he's your two-game answer. You know, I think that's the kind of quarterback he is. Um, Gardner Minshew is going to be starting for the next couple of weeks in uh, Indy, and we're going to get to that game next. Um, so we'll, we'll just start into that. But, like, that's a scenario where if they kept winning because that division's so winnable, um, and uh, and right now you could make a run in the AFC with a guy, you know, like, they, they went and got a guy that could help them do that. Um but they've already got that. They're already structured. I think most teams that are going to make a real dent, the only exception that I see uh, that the that isn't in a great, great position for it is probably Philly. Isn't in a great position if Jalen goes down because that's a different type of offense too. And you need a guy that can do that. Um, but uh, yeah, like there's just... There's not a lot of situations that are kind of going to call for Kirk. I think it's got to have to be a Super Bowl contender that's way yeah, up there. I don't really think that that he would go, and I don't think a team like the Falcons. Like I, I would love for for 
the Falcons to like sign him in the offseason. Like I think that's a that would be. A, I like that. Like that I think would be a pretty solid. Desmond fit. Ritter sucks. Desmond Ritter's not good. He's not. Um, he but also, okay I, game but also I feel like the he, I feel good. like I feel like the Falcons think that they can they might be able to win this division without him because they're three and two. Like which is what I'm saying. If, if they had a could. real quarterback. Yeah. Oh well, it's yeah, essentially sure. the Jets. But all I would over just again. think. Part of me just thinks like, why would I give up? You know, X amount of picks or this X amount of players. Unless I got a shot. Um, right. Unless I got a shot, but also when he's going to be available next year. That's why I think like the same. Yeah. Like that was the same deal yep. with like going to yeah. baseball for a second. No one's going to trade for well, Otani because he's going to be available. Well, this in four is months. a. So when you, when the so for anybody listening not aware of it, when you go to make a trade this year, if Kirk were to throw out his trade clause, uh, or no trade clause, sorry. And I want to say, okay, I'm going to go to this team. Kurt can, in effect, wipe out his deal and sign a new deal with that team. Yeah. And then get traded. So, the, it, it, so that uh, there's a certain amount of cap hit that will go to the Vikings for this year only from that. And then the rest will fall on the team he's traded to. Uh, and they would convert all of the salary and stuff into a signing bonus that goes out next year and the years after. And basically this year, he would have to make at least the veteran minimum from the Vikings. That could happen. And then the Vikings just get a boatload of picks and uh, and or resources to to make their team better, blah, 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 uh, from whomever he gets traded to. But that that could happen. But a team's going to ha- have to and want to make that kind of investment now. Atlanta does make sense. For that scenario, I a just, lot. I think that's a great drop, Jameson. Um, I think that makes perfect sense for where they're at uh, going forward. So, I, unless it's a major injury or a team that's making a run, um, I think I don't think he's going anywhere, and I don't I think he's going to be it. in a hurry to to do it. Because I also think the Vikings are going to try and get whatever they can, and like like from what we've heard of price tags, he's probably going to be when it was you know originally talked about. Maybe the Jets will do it because you know. Because because Aaron Rodgers Aaron, Aaron Rodgers says they're not doing that because he's going to come back and play football because he's apparently Superman <laughs> yeah slash but, Wolverine but like we were we were hearing stuff like for like a first and a third or like stuff like that and yeah I mean I don't I just don't know if teams are going to do that because like he's going to be unless available he, unless he negotiates a contract I, unless yes. he negotiates a contract unless like a team like the Niners like the Niners would give a first and a third if Brock went down for the year yes like they would hundred percent no problem but well, that but, like, roster that, but do that's it. that's probably the only team that would give up a first <sighs> I mean it. I mean, maybe the Dolphins, like you said, if they're winning games and Tua like goes down for the year. Okay, that's probably uh, it. Probably a first. Okay. I would think, like, because like you're thinking, like that window's open. Like, you, yeah, you need a dude, and like Kirk Cousins is is a dude. The Eagles just to get him, but I know that's again a different offense. Yeah, the Eagles mm-hmm. probably would do it, probably. given the fact that Kelsey's this this probably it for Jason Kelsey. I mean, I mean we think yeah. it is. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he says that every year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably those three teams, which we think are the three best teams in the league. What anyway, if, what if Mahomes went down? I don't. I don't think. Do they? Do I they don't ha- think so because they I, wouldn't give up the one, would they? Because they're no, building that roster up. I think because they're building that roster up. It's a young team, um, but also like may, maybe this is me just thinking like they've won it the last few years. Like, they, yeah, do they really? A good need, point. Yeah. Do they really well, need the other, to like? That's the other thing. Greedy. They, they kind of almost. I hate to say ruined their timeline because they won a Super Bowl, but like. They were not supposed to win the Super Bowl when they won the Super Bowl. Like they just <laughs> right. They got they shipped off Tyreek yeah. and I were just like, like this okay, is, uh, but we have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I just and, feel like this is a team that that values their picks right now because they're paying Patrick Mahomes a lot of money. Yeah. They exactly. value their picks more than they do 
winning yeah. an, a back-to-backer. So these scenarios where a team's more likely to invest next year in a quarterback, or they have, or or they are the 49ers or possibly the Dolphins with a loaded flipping roster, yeah. that just needs the guy. Those are the only two scenarios that he yeah. goes. I I wonder just just to, to play what if like going off. I know we'll talk about this probably way later, but since we're on topic, uh, Kirk Cousins reunion in Washington. I didn't think of that today in the off season, but. Like in, I think in the offseason, because I don't think the commanders are going to try and win. They're not going. They're not trying to win this division it's, this year. But it would have to be an institutional buy-in. He's only got, wherever he goes. It's three to four years. Wouldn't if you're the Redskins and you're a new owner? Commanders, excuse me. Sorry. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to yeah, be able to do that. Two names old on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. true. Um, but if you're the Commanders and you're a new ownership group, um, and you're wanting an identity to go forward, and you're looking for face of the franchise. I think you like the draft more than you like Kirk Cousins. Bo Nix, somewhere around there, could be, could hey, be around there. That's a name. That's, that's a, a name. name. That's a guy. But anyway, some the, interesting, yeah. interesting off-season stuff. We're well, getting way ahead of ourselves. It's week five, y'all. Yeah, moving through some more games. Uh, super interesting game. Uh, and we just mentioned it. Uh, you know the the Colts game. Uh, they get another win this week. Needed that one uh, in my mind uh, against the Titans. The, you know they're clearly right now a better team than the Titans. Um, and they get it done, um, scored, uh, 13 in the second half, shut out the Titans in the fourth quarter, uh, when they were trying to get down, uh, downfield, no shocker, Tannehill couldn't get him to anywhere. DeAndre Hopkins um, finally showed up. Yeah, he did. Eight catches, yeah. 140 yards this week. Finally for my fantasy team. Wasn't sad about it, but the star of this game was the other running back. Dude, I'm so mad. I freaking cut. Zach Moss. Oh, don't you don't Why cut do handcuffs, bro? Because I was like, well, if for, I think it was in the chopping you, you didn't have ta- you didn't have Taylor. No, I didn't have Taylor. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't have Taylor. So I was like, well, he's projected me five points the rest for every game now from here on out because John Taylor, John Taylor. Yeah, cut I'm pretty him. sure the guy that has Taylor's picking up uh, Moss in that league. By the way, just throwing that Stupid. out there. Stupid. Um, it was dumb, but I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> I I don't feel like I I'm completely at blame for this hey, because you, you got to let me say what he did though. He had 23 carries, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. I don't even know why I'm really complaining. I, I don't know why you are either. Uh, I had a really, really good week. We'll show uh, later. Anthony Richardson goes down, uh, or AR, as he is being called all the time now. My bad. Um, the uh, As soon as, by the way, as soon as uh, certain political groups find out that uh, AR is a type of rifle, um, that's going to be a thing. We're going to have to. Well, hear about. I'm surprised that when, uh, when he switched his number to five fifteen. He, like in college, like AR fifteen. Yeah, like that was 100. Yeah. percent nobody's uh, figuring Austin, it out. Austin Reeves uh, and the Lakers. That's what we call him. There, there was go. a certain guy in the NBA that used to wear the number forty seven. Mm-hmm. Andre yeah. Karolinko, dude. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, so Richardson's goes down AC joint uh, sprained. Looks Three like weeks? it's going to be. Uh, they're hopeful on two. I saw two to three. Oh, two, so. I, I think it's. I think it's gonna be two missed games. Yeah. Looking at the schedule, um, but Gardner Minshew came in. All he did was go eleven for fourteen, uh, get buck fifty five and a W uh, for the Colts. Love that. The Colts improved to three and two. I am. I'm not a. I'm not a closet fan of the Colts or anything, guys. I am a outspoken fan of the Colts. I have been because since Peyton Manning era, like I loved watching Peyton play. And I've rooted for this team. I rooted for them in the Super Bowl against the Bears. 
I was a hundred percent for them. I think we that. like had a similar conversation to this in this season already before too. Where it's like, who yeah. who hates the Colts other than like, yeah, ownership Stupid is annoying people. and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, we did. We were talking about and, how Patriots and fans Andrew don't Luck, like them. Uh, yeah. and how they basically just like, oh, you, we don't care about protecting you, and now you have to medically retire. Otherwise, yeah. we like the Colts. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about the Colts is the fan base that booed Andrew Luck. Uh, yeah, that's your lame. owner tried to kill him. Um, by not giving him an offensive line and then he left and you're like oh you know what we're gonna go get the boo best guard guy. in the history and, of and, the and, NFL and boo that guy yeah boo the owners that didn't get you yeah, your guy one specific guy owner is a bum but yeah we're not, we do not like her say that's well documented but I like the team I really yeah. do and I I love rooting for the team I, I've just always had I don't know some kind of weird fandom I guess they are my AFC team um you know, they got the underdog vibe. I'm it's about the it. Chargers, bro. I mean, come on. We got to no, I, I root for Herbert. I uh, yeah. always. Um, but no, I'm not a Chargers guy. I, you want to talk about horrible ownership groups and uh, terrible team culture. Um, sure. Just throwing that out there. I also like rooting for Jacksonville, uh, which is the next game we're going to hit because Jacksonville over in London got it done against the Bills 25 to 20. How do you beat an incredible pass rush? You run the freaking ball. <laughs> That's what you dude, do. ETN, dude. Um, dude. Dude, ETN was making me sweat a little bit because I was playing against him in one of, one of my oh, yeah. share. share. Um, but like, I was like, oh, and I, I have him in one. I was playing against him one. And I'm like, oh, like, am oh, I yeah. happy? Am I and, not? Like, and Grant ain't kidding. It was 26 rushes for 136 yards. Also, two tutties there uh, for him. I will uh, say. He had a heck of a week. That was his best, best week of the year, obviously, so far. Bills fans have a reputation for complaining. Yes, they do. I will say I do feel like this is a bit justified because they they just scheduled the Jaguars to play back to back in London, so yeah. they just got to stay there for like two and a half weeks. Yes, they, but the Bills could have also flown out there sooner. Yeah, that Friday trip was garbage. That was really stupid of them. I, I listened so, to like totally, I, totally do, do. Darius Butler gave a yeah. Yes. You don't do that to your team. Yeah, today. that was that was terrible. That. It's a huge time difference. Yeah, yeah. You you want to get there Thursday, but also it's Wednesday, only five Thursday. hours from New York, so it's it not, is that bad but yeah. still like get there but, get acclimated that's but, 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 but the same say, distance as a west coast trip but yeah. i will say i thought that was pretty poor scheduling on the nfl part to just give the jaguars back-to-back games in london so they could just stay there the whole time also they do take away their home games every year so there's that i mean they do this trip every year yeah i mean they're so the most give popular- them a bone i mean seriously like it, with, I mean, yeah with the, Yes, it's a little bit of a leg up. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just, I, like, I, just, I just think there is some, some justification. I was, I was very pro back to back weeks. Like to me, that makes the most sense. The Jaguars are kind of the London team. Yeah, and again, yep. that's like you said, home games for They're them. They're building a brand over there, and so if you're gonna make them play there twice, like put them back to back, or else it's gonna be the same conversation of like, well, now you're yep. making a team play to you know out of the country. But two also, Florida. Times. What's the time difference from Florida from Jacksonville to? Uh, that was, I believe it's a uh, eight hour flight for them. Seven okay. and a half, eight hours. So, but again, that's also, oh no, sorry for them. No, that would be right at about seven, six and a half, seven. So, I mean, but again, that's also a West coast trip. Yeah. I mean, well, West coast right now, if you're, so Miami to Seattle is I mean, right yeah, that'd be the, the farthest, right around the six marker. And then you've got that's the f- Boston you got the Patriots to like a Oakland or a, um, San Francisco or LA. San Francisco, yeah. yeah. And that that's about the same. You're about six hours. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a fair 
it's a fair thing to ask I of the Bills. I didn't like the Bills coming out on Friday. I just thought that was a stupid decision for your team. You get out there earlier in the week and you get a pace going for your practice so that yeah. they're not dead Sunday when they go to play that game. And they were dead. I mean, they look bad at yeah. coming out of the gate. This was a team that came from behind the whole time. And to show it, you look through the stats, they had 29 rushing yards, the Bills did. Uh, 29. Again, we've talked about this and just their, their ineptitude to figure out the run game or even try to figure out the run Which game. Which it, it was, it was fine in previous weeks. Um, yeah, like better again, than but was, expected, but still you can't, like this is not sustainable. This is a team that's supposed to be winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, it, like 20, rushing for 29 yards, that's not acceptable for a team that's yeah. trying to win a Super Bowl. And I'm sure we're going to talk about yeah. that, that chances of that with some big injuries for this team, but like, 29 yeah. rushing yards for a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl. Like, and then you look at like the Eagles and the Niners and yeah. how they dominate games. And it's like, well, uh, kind of a different class altogether. They, it's a different class, yeah. but that's how you do it. They ran for 104, yeah. 168. Um, and what was the first one there? Uh, and it was 183 yeah, in so prior they, weeks. So they put together some good ones. Yeah. But and, also, how much of that is Josh Allen? Um, it's pretty spread out. This is not one guy dominating. And then an opening week, they ran for 97. So uh, clearly their worst output, but it was just like an institutional decision by, um, you know, by the Jaguars coming out of the gate. They were like, listen, we are not going to allow you to run the ball at all. Cause we know that if we make Josh Allen do everything that we have a chance to win this game. Yeah. And that was a clear plan. That's what that's it's what you do against him. It's what you do against Lamar. It's what you do against everybody not named Tua that runs is like, you know, you just make them do it. Jalen Hurts has to play his absolute best football. And as we saw when you're playing a really good team like the Super Bowls last year, even that's not good enough. Yeah. Um, so if you take away that run game and you put it on a quarterback's arm for most scenarios, when it's a running quarterback who is not in a, a, a high percentage completion rate, that's a winning. Uh, it's, it, it's a winning bit of chemistry there. And that work for Jacksonville. Again, 25-20, loved the output. They ran the ball for 196 yards, passed for 278. Trevor Lawrence had a pretty pedestrian day by all uh, accounts. He was 25 of 37 for one touchdown. He did get sacked five times. Don't love that. Uh, Josh Allen, by the way, zero sacks. Uh, Did not uh, go down. Uh, Josh Allen did have the only rushing touchdown for the Bills. And by the way, you guys asked, he had four carries for 14 yards. Uh, in that game, of that he did twice save him from self from sacks yeah. and go down on like the half. Well, I will marker. say the uh, he would have been sacked once, but there was maybe the worst roughing the passer call on a sack I've ever seen in this oh, game. Yeah, Josh Allen sacking yeah. Josh Allen with the ball and uh, him getting called for a roughing. And if you're unfamiliar so, with the people, those are two different humans. Yes. Yes. Uh, Both good at football. I <laughs> uh, speak. We we I just said his name out loud, and we're gonna go to the next game. Uh, that I wanted to talk about. This was a a matchup that none of us, I think, had this team winning. Uh, we took a long time last week to trash Matt Canada, um, and rightfully so. Um, but this week, who isn't even excited when his team scores touchdowns? Yeah. By the way, no, he's because it he wasn't his keeps... play. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was. It was. <laughs> I believe, from what I'd heard, it was an audible. It was, yep. uh, and so everybody else celebrating when something finally goes right in that offense. Because they should have lost that game. They should yes. have. That, they They're did not wrong. win that game. The Ravens the, lost that the game. The Baltimore Ravens wide receiving wide re- core yep. lost that game. Oh. Or, or, or an argument could be made, I think, 
that TJ Watt won that game because oh, I was watching the end of that game because it was Ooh. like the one that was on local channel. And that like, guy. The last two offensive drives for the Ravens, well, for one, TJ Watt was like in Lamar's face for every single play the last yeah. two drives. I would say he sealed that game. the game. I don't think and he won he sealed the game. The, that's fair. But. That's fair, but I think it was a Highsmith probably that caused the fumble. TJ Watt picked it up. Um, with like two minutes left, and then he got that sack second on, time this year, and then mm-hmm. and then got the sack on Lamar on the third down or the fourth down, I don't remember, mm-hmm. but pretty much iced the game right there, mm-hmm. um, with that play because because uh, the because the that was a wild ending to that game because they they got the ball back with two minutes, but there was a penalty, so it gave the Ravens like forty seconds left to go down there and try and score, but then that Ravens O line uh, allowed uh, T.J. Watt to get back there, which usually doesn't is not a recipe for winning games. I mean, it was not the case there, but Jameson, I think you have some stats, don't you, about these wide receivers? Uh, let me see if I can if I can pull it up. Well, I know I sent us uh, something to that group chat earlier yeah. about all the drops. Um, the the dumpster fire that this was, though, like from the receiving core, is just ridiculous. I know you're going to hit that, but genuinely, the this is three turnovers for the Ravens. That is that that's it right there. That's the ball game. Um, and again, this. This team's identity is built on his defense. When I talk about the Steelers, they are they've won three games because of their defense. Like it doesn't even period. feel like they've won three games. No, because their offense has been so terrible. Yeah, and it's, like overall, this team has not been good. They only ran the ball for uh, you know we're, we're hitting teams for their bad rushing. Uh, they only ran the ball for eighty seven yards uh, this week. Najee Harris had a two point six yard average. 14 carries for 37. Jalen Warren saved them again uh, with nine carries, 40 yards. I don't understand when Matt Canada is going to figure out that the better running back is the number two. I just, it's the NFL. We hot hand everybody. I don't understand the loyalty to continuing to give. There's the only ball like to one or two guys that you don't hot hand. Like, seriously. One dude's in San Francisco. There's that guy. And then there's this guy in Tennessee. Yeah. You don't worry about it. He'll get there. And that's probably Eventually he's going to lay his helmet into somebody's ribs and win that battle and take off for 70 yards. That's, but that's probably it. I mean, Josh yeah. Jacobs is pretty good, but yeah, but even there, they've got three, they're three yeah. deep over there. I mean, but they got probably those two and that's it. Yeah. Nick Chubb's out. So that would have been, yeah, that's guy. fair. That's fair. There's your other guy. Joe Mixon does kind of have that, but that's also because they don't have much depth there. In my, my opinion and he is. Yeah. They lost that, that guy that I can't say his name to Denver. Thank you. And um, other than that, like yeah. you, you, you ride the hot hand, hundred percent. Yeah, and, and and you definitely shouldn't. They're just not. Um, but that defense was absolutely awesome. Again, four sacks, uh, two from Watt, one from Highsmith, one from another that I'm not looking at right now. But like this, uh, <laughs> this is going to be pretty great. I'm looking at the amount of targets for some of these receivers and uh, seeing how many balls they did not catch. So go ahead, buddy. What do you got? All right, so the first thing I want to point out here, this is actually separate from uh, the text that I sent you guys, um, but was tweeted earlier today by PFF, and the most accurate quarterback on 10-plus yards this throw, or 10-yard throws this season, is actually Lamar Jackson. There you go. So that's for starters. It's just kind of number two is. Su- supplements this this part. Yeah, it's Brock Purdy, whatever. Dak Prescott? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Brock But the, the real kicker for this game uh, was this screenshot I sent you where basically to read off what they said, it's a tough day for the Ravens offense versus the Steelers, but Lamar Jackson had a stellar day 
His 94.6 PFF grade was a season high and was actually first amongst all quarterbacks in week five. Um, the Ravens were credited with seven drops, the third most since 26 or 2017, including two in the end zone and two more on throws that were 20 plus yards downfield. Um, and we're here talking about how they lost to an absolutely painful Steelers offense because they just couldn't get points of And yes, he, you know, threw an interception in the end zone. Yes. There was the strip sack at the end, but you know, not saying that you can't hold him accountable for mistakes specifically in the fourth quarter. I think I saw another tweet earlier today where he leads like fourth quarter turnovers in one score games or something along those lines since he entered the league or over the past several years. Um, but at the same time, like Greg Roman was his OC for many years. Greg, Greg Roman was his OC. For, <laughs> this yeah, feels absolutely. like a Greg Roman masterclass, a Greg Roman yeah. well, clinic. It, and it's like when you look at those stats and you zoom out and it's like, okay, yeah, Lamar has done these things in the fourth quarter. He needs to close games. But a, a game like this on Sunday is almost kind of like the history of this offense. Like we talked a lot about this offseason, them bringing in OBJ and how they needed to do something because this wide receiver core just wasn't it. Like they can't and really do been. anything. And it's never really been a Lamar issue. I, I know he has spots on the field where he's not as, as good as some others, but um, like we, we know he can sling it. It's just, you know, imagine uh, that drop number goes down. If they have a guy like Deandre Hopkins in that wide receiver room, um, there you go you know, from this off season. But yeah, it's just, it's really frustrating to, um, to kind of see Lamar get a lot of the backlash there again. Yes. He has some accountability in this, but man, seven drops, like, it's and some of those drops are not just coming from uh you know guys like Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> uh, which by the way, how do you even have a wide receiver room with Nelson Aguilar in the year of our Lord and Savior 2023? That's um, a great question. Hey, 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 he Mark caught Andrews, four balls in that game out of four out of five targets. Uh but he had one I saw really him, bad drop. I saw him drop maybe the worst pass or worst yeah, drop I I've like ever seen. Uh and <laughs> yeah. Mark Andrews dropped like two in that game. Yeah. So it's he, it's yep. just tough. And like four, at least three, maybe four receivers dropped balls. Actually four. Yeah. Cause Zay flowers dropped a ball. Rashad Bateman dropped a ball. Mark Andrews dropped a ball. Nelson Aguilar dropped a ball. And two of those were in the end zone. And it's just yeah. tough. It, you you well, can't really do a whole lot in that scenario. To add to it, um, 15 targets to uh, receivers they have drafted in the last three years. Uh, you know, this is that's Bateman, Duranay, and Flowers. Uh, 15 targets, they had six catches. You've got to figure out that chemistry with your young core. And Here's that, what I think. That's just bad. Here's what I think. Mike might have been on something a couple weeks ago when talking about the Vikings kind of having a fire sale. Just saying, Come Justin on. Jefferson You're does do it too. No, no, but I'm just saying, gosh dang it. Justin Jefferson looks good in purple. He should just stay in purple. <laughs> just saying. Like, but like, that's a team that should like make a trade like that. Yeah. I, I'll say that guy I, all the dollars. I, listen, I understand that you love to have their fun, but like we all know, and I think that the Vikings have made it very clear. Uh, that is the face of the franchise and they're going to pay him quarterback money and then they're going to draft a quarterback. That's what's going to happen. If you're a Vikings fan. Just get ready. It's coming. You're going to get your guy. I'm just but saying Je- Jefferson's going nowhere. Okay. Like he is going zero places. He is going to be a Viking. 
Um, that's just a terrible institutional decision to tear it all down and say, we're completely starting over with a head coach that we just got here who did a really good job prepping this passing offense. And we gave him a very young or old defense first. Now a very young defense. We got to give him more time. You're not tearing the thing down when you did just that. Listen, so I, I think the Ravens are my like AFC team. And so, and so I think, I think they should do it. Okay. All right. Well, you anyway. can go be a fanboy anytime you want. And, Whatever. but, uh, that's right. not happening. Are we going to move on and talk yeah, about? We are going to move on and talk about a couple other things. Uh, I'll hit just a couple scores on the way down. Uh, we already mentioned the Falcons today. They did get a close win against the Texans. Uh, they were able to clamp down on that offense, not allow the. It, it was twenty-one to nineteen. Uh, the Texans to get over twenty points. Uh, C.J. Stroud had a much more pedestrian-looking day. Didn't have a bad day, but he definitely had a few throws he'd like back, and and that game probably looks a little different. Um, Lions ripped apart the Panthers again, still winless, uh, put up 42 on the Panthers, 42, 24 there. Um, you were a, uh, a happy fantasy owner. If you, uh, had Lions players on Sunday, uh, Gibbs and, uh, Amon Ra, uh, did not play this week, but, uh, I picked up Josh Reynolds like, like on ooh, Sunday morning. That wasn't a bad idea. Um, and the chopping block is yeah. because, because I needed him for something. Uh, cause, uh, oh, it was cause, uh, Saquon Barkley got like ruled out that morning of, oh yeah. And so I needed someone in my flex spot and, and I picked so up I, the, uh, the lions defense cause I had the Dallas defense hey. and I was like, absolutely not starting the Dallas defense against the 49ers. Let me start yeah. the lions defense and the lions defense sneakily like a top five unit this year. Ooh, we'll have to talk about that more yeah. another time. The, uh, Bryce, Bryce Young was playing comeback football and, uh, threw for two forty seven. had three and two in that game. But Jared Goff, uh, 20 for 28, three tutties. And uh, Montgomery went for over 100 again. Um, and yeah, that offense just looks awesome. Without two of their key players still dominating. Laporta uh, also. Jamar Gibbs, not so Jamar Gibbs is not a key Jameer. player for that team. He is he... a key component of that offense. How? He, is he will one be. Of its top... I know he will be, but he's not this, now. He's one of its offense. top five players. Like yeah. what? I'm this not offense, saying anything out of pocket. Don't give me that we, look. Once we're like, he's a kinda, rookie. I don't know when their buy is, but I would they assume have a late by one. The, yeah, by the by the time we're at the buy or post buy, this is a team that's going to have Montgomery, Gibbs, Jamison Williams, Sam Laporta, mm-hmm. and Amon Ross Eight Brown with Jared Goff at quarterback. That's uh, it's pretty pretty good, yep. and they it's haven't too- even like like you said they didn't have some of those guys this week. They are reinserting Jamison Williams back into this lineup at yeah. some point. Uh, he, I think, he, I got like one catch for. I think he lost a couple yards um, yeah. this week, but like he'll get reinserted into there. Um, and like if that's when Jamison Williams on that offense is a guy who is now going to be like the third or fourth target right now yeah. at least, and that's not fun to go up against. So if you. If you are a uh, fantasy owner, by the way, of uh, Amon Ra, or you're like, oh, Jamison Williams looks really good, look at the last three weeks that they have going into uh, fantasy football playoffs. Uh, that is red lit all the way, and you want none of that, uh, just for the record. So I would sell high uh, on any of those guys that you can. Keep Montgomery, though. He's fine. Uh, the teams that they're playing at the end of uh, regular or postseason, uh, he'll, he'll definitely get his there. Just saying, though, you you do not want to have a uh, Vikings or <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> I was looking at the Vikings. Uh, the Lions uh, 
receiver. Um, maybe outside Laporta, by the way. Gosh, dang it. He needs Ooh. to never be on my bench ever again. Laporta uh, is a freaking stud, dude. Laporta's a dude. I got him on three teams, and I'm just I. He's slotted in. I got to trade Hawkinson because a lot of good tight ends. Obviously, we've we've talked about this ad nauseum. There are a lot of great tight ends in this last draft. Yep. Is he like maybe the best one? Obviously, it's like oh. early returns, and he's in a really good situation to shine no. right now. But like, my goodness, I, dude. I I put it in the group text. He's a top five, a top four receiving tight end right now. Yeah, 18 points. And it makes you think, too. We, you know, last year we're like, why are the Lions getting rid of TJ Hawkinson? Like they're cooking. And, they, what do you know, they have a guy. They <laughs> they went and did it. That's stupid. Yeah, the uh, it, well, and I think part of it is the system, but I don't want to I don't want to stay too long on a game that didn't matter, to be honest. <laughs> um, speaking of games, that hey, don't the matter, Lions Dolphins. do matter. The Lions do matter. It needs to got to put. On yes. The that's fair. The game just didn't matter because they were playing the Panthers and it was borderline bye week. Um, the Dolphins murdered the Giants and possibly uh, Danny Dimes. Uh, 31-16. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, can still throw the football, guys, and he's healthy. Uh, they beat up on the Cardinals. The Bengals do 34-20. to uh, I'll believe we'll he's healthy on... when he does it again next week because this is the Cardinals. Mm, yep. Uh, that's fair. Um, but that was a good game to get warm. You can't, uh, he, you, you can't he really... looked good. He yeah. looked he good. He did that look was good. the first time it was he's also, looked good. It was also a must-win game for the they, Bengals. I so do he, not disagree with that. He had no choice but to do that. So I, he had, I hope that's where must. he's at. The league's better when uh, when Burrow's playing like that. Absolutely. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll, I, I don't I'll really call it, I don't really call it a get-right game when it's the Cardinals. That's fair. It's you got, you, the get right game is this next week for them. Yeah, yeah and we're 100%. and and that game is, it, is on the pick'em. It's an exciting one. Uh, it's I haven't even looked at it. Yeah. I haven't looked. We're it. gonna we're gonna get there. Uh, Eagles beat the Rams. I think we all felt oh, that yeah. that was coming. Um, Eagles, uh, Eagles should have put them away much sooner. Can I uh, like, can I say my little piece on that? You game absolutely can. I was gonna hit it so you could be there. We're, um, we're gonna land on the 49ers in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so again, real quick, like for the Rams to even be two and three after the teams that they've played this point in the season and with what the expectations were going to the year, I'm honestly stoked with that. Yeah. Um, we, you know, reinsert Cooper Cup into this lineup and we're wondering, it like, okay, great. You, got, you got, yeah, you got Cooper Cup, you got Puka Nakua, you got Tutu Atwell, like what's, what's the deal here? And honestly, like it, it's another game where similar to the Niners game, like we're in it, we're in it. There's yep. that drive right before halftime where they're like, oh, uh, Hertz like drove 70 some yards and however many seconds. I'm like, okay, well, like 80% of that was from penalties. So yeah, you get, they relax. kind of got shot in the foot a little yeah, bit. Re- yeah, relax. Um, some questionable stuff here and there throughout that game, yeah. just in general. But um, I was not expecting to beat the Eagles. The Eagles are the class of the NFC along with the 49ers. Uh, but to just even kind of be in that game and to clearly see like there's still room for Puka Nakua. There's room for Cooper Cup. There, you know, some chemistry stuff that they'll have to dial in. That was, you know, Coop's first game back. Um, had a couple of uh, of over overthrows on him on some wide open routes. So dialing in things like that. Like I'm, I'm feeling pretty good coming off of that game. But to have Coop come back and do like what he had, like ten for one eighteen or eight for one eighteen or something eight like that. It's like yeah. okay, yeah, he's he's clearly back. Yep. Um, and he and then Poop and he had a forty yarder in that game. So. Yep. Yeah, no, yep. he he looked great, um, and we play the Cardinals next week. So you know, I, I feel good going to that game, seeing seeing how things can flow, uh, and then yeah, setting up for three and three. 
So uh, I, it's another one of those, like, despite the loss, feeling pretty good. We're, uh, you know, the score might not show it because we didn't really do much in the second half, but we were, you know, more competitive than I would have thought. And, you know, the coming off the tush push talk last week, basically the bane of my existence this week. So many situations where we had them on third down or, um, you know, even if it wasn't the tush push, it was uh, Jalen Hurts just getting out there and breaking a crazy tackle and staying on his feet and getting it. It's like so many things could have flipped that game. And so to even be in that position, I'm glad. Um, But man, yeah, the Eagles, (laughs) they're they're tough, dude. It's, it's tough. It's going to be really good to get another Eagles Niners proper matchup. um, What I think is going to be the championship, but I I mean, that's that's exciting. I mean, that team, like it's just so good in the trenches, dude. Like that old line is just probably best. They're very good. Best in the league. Probably. If not one, if not one, they're two. You, you Same beat, with that D-line. Like, if it's not one, they're two. Like, they just so good in the trenches. Like, that's how you build a team. Yeah, you and, and like, I think the recipe is pretty clear on how you, you have to beat them is you have to beat them on first down. And you you also cannot let them get, you can't let them get six on first down. Yeah. Like, if you do that, they're going to win the might, game. You, you know that, it, I mean, something stupid's got to happen on second down for you to have a chance. Because they're gonna, they're probably gonna run the ball. They're gonna have a short out, uh, something to where they get it right near the line, and that's the way they play. They just, they take you apart systematically with first down progression. So you, you got to beat just, them there. It's just brutal. Like they're just, they're just gonna, and they're just gonna slowly just chip and chip and yep. chip and chip and chip, and come right back to that line of scrimmage they, every time. They will own the short game. 159 rushing yards. They. You know, and and the recipe is just there. It's the same thing the 49ers can do to you right now as well. I mean, like they they did that to Dallas all all Sunday night. Just get it to third and whatever. And here's Christian McCaffrey. Here we go. But mm. um, in the game in in the world of games that didn't matter, uh, as it was continuing in that vein, um, Nathaniel Hackett's revenge is complete over the Broncos. Uh, got the game ball. That and is, I was going to say, hilarious. <laughs> Love that he was elected a team captain for the Worst game, by the way. job in NFL history. <laughs> he did so bad. I, I think we're watching one of the worst coaching yeah, jobs in so. NFL history in Denver right now. Sean um, Payton is trash at his job. Jets beat the Broncos 31-21. He's going to fumble his way into a fire quarterback. I just know it. It's going to bug I, me. I love that he was able to beat the Broncos and that he did it with Wilson and not Aaron Rodgers. I think that's great. Yeah. Like, I think it's a better story. Just funny to uh, to think about. Uh, Chiefs beat the Vikings 27 to 20. That was uh, a good game. I was watching most of that one. Yeah, not a bad game. Uh, you know, Vikings, uh, by all metrics, by the way, the unluckiest football team in the league this year. By Which all metrics. Last year, by all metrics, were the luckiest last yes. year. So it's. You know, yeah. it goes around. Comes their 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 check was coming due, Ugh. and so this year they're they're kind of paying they're paying the price. Of yeah, some the of that. football gods are cashing in on them. Every fu- last year, every fumble <laughs> every, they were picking up, every single one score game they were winning. Yep. And now it's the exact opposite this year. Uh, Josh Oliver uh, fumble uh, sh- should have come back. Didn't uh, Kirk Cousins dropped one that he got back? I uh, he I mean. It just you can't win a lot of games though when you can't run the ball, and we've said it multiple times on this team. They literally can't. Uh, Seventy rush yards this week. Man, again, I wonder what combined. they could have done if they had a, someone like Jane, uh, Dalvin Cook in their system. Oh no, you know it's just weird. What so weird? What could have been if they had a running back? 
But to be fair, they also held Kansas City to 67 yards rushing, and that's what kept this game close. Uh, Kansas City was just a little more efficient on third down, ends up getting the win 27 to 20. Um, the boringest game of the week, uh, well, it wasn't the boringest game of the week, but it wasn't fun. It was Monday Night Football. That one sucked. Uh, Raiders beat the Packers 17-13. Two Jordan, bad teams. Jordan Love did not have a good night at no. all. And that Raiders secondary that's not good uh, beat the living crud out of Jordan Love. He threw zero touchdowns, was 16 for 30 passing. Uh, Marcus and Peters won in that game, bro. With that horse Didn't collar that, tackle. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. It that's was. the difference right there. It was. Uh, well, he also, he, he's the one that stuck his arm in for the other uh, uh, interception there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jordan made a bad read. Um, Peters made a great play. Yeah. Um, you know, on one. I mean, it was just. I totally forgot that he was on that team. Marcus Peters? Yeah. Yeah. The the Raiders uh, finally get the run game going. Eventually, That at one point, Josh Jacobs was like 11 for like 20, not even 20 yards. I think he had like 11 or no, 24 yards. He's 11 carries for 24 yards. He ends up with 20 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. Um, also had another 20 yards uh, receiving as well. They But they got it going just enough in the second half. Jimmy G comes back, does what Jimmy G does, you know, just gets you enough. Keeps you in games, field position battle. That's what Jimmy G does. Pretty sure he also leads the league in interceptions. Jimmy G? I think Jordan so. Love? I think Jimmy G does. Jimmy, he, Jordan, no, he hasn't played enough games. Jordan Love's got five. Oof. So, and he's got five in the last two games. Is it, is it really at least lot? five in the last two games? Dang. Well, I mean, crazy. like we said, Josh Allen yes, to uh, Justin Fields, they all also have five. So. Right. But Jordan Love just isn't throwing touchdowns. That's the problem. But yeah. we're hitting the last no. game. Jimmy Garoppolo has seven interceptions. Really? I'm pretty sure that's league leading. Yeah, I, I saw something about that. Huh. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, a, color me wow. shocked. Um, I'm a little shocked. Uh, his career touchdown interception ratio is nowhere near Guess that. Who's who was calling his place oh, for him? Okay, that's fair. Come on, come on. Yeah. I'm Jimmy surprised G to see it. Come on, Jimmy G. I want to see Jimmy G's interception ratio when he has to make a play. It's like got to be fifty percent. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably, but you know what I'm saying. It's even if his TD interception ratio is even there. Well. In in a world of good and uh, good teams, and then a uh, another pretty good team uh, getting the crud knocked out of them. Uh, Sunday night football uh, was the 49ers making a literal statement on the Cowboys uh, with a forty-two to ten win. Uh, this one was never close. No, didn't feel close. If you were watching it uh, live, it was. Oh, there they go again. And oh, there you are, there they go again. Uh it was 14 nothing. Um then on a uh penalty given short field, Cowboys end up getting one touchdown in the first half. So it was a 21-7. 21-7 at the half and then the 49ers uh as anybody knows has been watching football the last 2 years, uh they do not lose games in the second half. That just does not happen. Um they uh score another 21 points in the second half and uh, hold the Cowboys to just a mere field goal uh, early in the third quarter. And they shut it down after that. In this game, Dak Prescott threw three interceptions and I was sitting there watching and saw the first one in the third quarter. And I went, 
Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, got it. Cool. And then on the next possession, it happened again. And I went, oh, that, there you go. All right, game. Cool. Done. Over. And then on the next possession, it happened again. He threw three interceptions in three possessions in a row and then went and took a seat on the bench and gave the game to Cooper Rush. That's how the game ended for Dak. Three interceptions in a row. I, I, I don't want to take away from from, good. from your team because I was extremely like impressive with a team that that's defense is still, I mean, with all intents and purposes, still a good defense. Like, yeah, like, like overall, I mean, obviously Niners just dismantled them and it is only week five. Like, I do want to say that, but obviously the, the, the Niners have like set themselves as like, it's them and everybody else. I still believe, I think the Eagles are right there, but I, sure. I, I still think the Eagles are still trying to figure out themselves without their OC and their DC. Um, from last year, I still think they're an extremely talented team. But I want to ask the question: Who is more overpaid, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, both in the uh, NFC East? Which one is more egregious? Mm. Daniel I Jones. I mean, yeah, I probably still sway that direction a little bit. But remember, because Dak's Dak, coming in with sixty mil next year. That's his cap hit. But sixty. I would probably swing Daniel Jones as well because Dak has. There was a point in time where we were like, the dude needs to get paid. Yeah. We, we have never been like, bro, Daniel Jones needs to get paid. Well, remember, okay, remember first game last year when he was taking on the Bucks and Tom Brady oh, and on had, like, Thursday three, Night Football? Had, like, four touchdowns. And we were like, dude, this is a great game. Yeah. Like, we watched that in my house. Yep. Remember? Yep. And we were like, holy cow, this was a really good game. And and there was part of me that wanted the Cowboys to win because I didn't want Tom Brady to win another Super Bowl, yeah. Um, you know, in that game. But I was like, this was just really good. And he played well. Mm-hmm. He, he had a good game. We we're like, dang. I think he had three or four touchdowns, 300 I, yards. I remember sitting there thinking, crud, I wish I would have drafted him. Um, but I did draft Tom Brady in one of my league. So, but no, I, I remember sitting there thinking that. And, but watching this game and just, you know, the, the way that the 49ers attacked him, uh, sent him pressure constantly. Uh, the sack numbers did not indicate the amount of pressure that that dude was under because it was relentless. The entire game. Uh, and, you, you know, it, it literally looked like Dak just never got comfortable. Uh, you watch him throw the ball, the deep ball to, uh, that he was trying to hit Cooks on, uh, where Gibson uh, just basically breadbasket catches it, breadbasket catches it, um, like six yards past uh, Cooks. Yeah. And then <laughs> literally looked old man tired. If you watch that highlight, he just, like tried to run up the field. He's running along the sideline. He's it wasn't literally a game. Like, He's like, oh, dear God. And then finally, he realizes he probably shouldn't run out of bounds with it because his teammates are going to make fun of him. I don't know if you guys know that about, like, in the defensive backfield, because I played, I played free safety. That was my position. Um, if you intercept a pass and you run out of bounds, like, you are considered a wimp and a coward and a loser by your fellow defensive backfield uh, and uh, your teammates there. And, like, so I always tried to run, like, kind of zig and zag a little bit and just take a a tackle from the side or something. I knew I didn't have it in me. If I caught the ball at like the 20 and I'd already run, you know, deep on a route like that, I don't have it in me to get all the way down there and beat these guys. I'm not that fast. There's somebody's going to tackle me eventually. So I would literally do this. I would just look for little guys because I was running back and kind of let them run with me and then just hopefully they tackle him. But that's what it looked like happened. But no, he, when he threw that interception, Dak uh, legitimately did not have enough time, rushed the pass, um, and it was like that constantly throughout the game. I don't want to judge 
Dak based on this game alone because the 49ers are playing on a certain level. And and when you're playing against this defense, you should not be judged on your performance against this defense in comparison to like, you know, you need to take the whole sample size, the whole season. You need to do that and be fair to Dak about it. Uh, well, but I, I don't I don't know. I would push back a little bit because there's other games that we have judged him on where he has not answered the call. I, I, in in usually a pressure situation, like like no, like I don't think anybody thought that Dak was going to win them this game. Like like go like before the game, you know, obviously during the game, like oh yeah, Dak doesn't have it. But like everyone was like, no, the Niners are 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 going to win this game because of who's playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's fair though that that that. That we do analyze Dak and Wazon because of what he's getting paid and what he has not done in the last couple of years because he has constantly fallen short when asked. Like when you're playing week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he, 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 last year he showed up, played well. But like, has he even even replicated really even that? Like from, from week one of last year? Like, I, I don't know because I don't watch Cowboys games because I, I'm, I, why would I do that to myself? But like, we, he, he has been asked to do this, he's, he's being paid to do this. And he's not doing it. I think it is fair to criticize him because he hasn't done it. He's shown that he has not been able to rise to the occasion and win the game that matters. Because obviously, I think this game meant more to Dallas than it did the Niners. Oh, absolutely. Because like for the for because like the Niners had sent them packing last like what two three years like in the playoffs. Like yep. this game, they like, owned it, them the last few. Years. If the Niners lost this game, for you guys, you kind of be like, okay, whatever. Yeah, that sucks. We don't like Dallas, but we whatever. know what we got. But yeah, but whatever. Yeah, like and Dallas would have hung their hats on this because they're going to go home at some point in you know early January. Yeah, probably because their quarterback is not getting it done. And so I do think, I mean, I'm pushing back a little because I do think it is fair to criticize him for not being able to get it done uh, historically the last couple of years. I think that Dak gets it done in the games that Dak's supposed to get it done. He's supposed uh, to get for, it done in this for game. For instance... He's supposed to get it done in this game, though. Is, I mean, we were nobody was expecting the Cowboys to win. I mean, you picked him them last week just to zag. Yeah, just as, just as, because I, I don't I don't disagree with you. Oh no, Jerry overpaid him. I'm not I'm not for saying what he's that, getting paid and for what yeah, this defense is doing for like like you have CD Lamb, you have Tony Pollard, like you've got some dudes. You got you traded for Brandon Cooks, like who's they're just not even using. So but I, like yeah, but like look, okay, the early part of the Cowboys schedule here is pretty padded. They open with the Giants. They play the Jets the next week. They had the Cardinals and lost. I uh, still don't really know how that happened other than because that was Joshua Dobbs's first win of his career, by the way. Um, and then they get the Patriots who clearly suck as we were highlighting earlier. Um, and is he won all those games? He won the, the cow or the uh, Patriots jets giants games handily. Um, you know, you go into play, you know, arguably the class of the NFC and, uh, and you take the L there. I think games that we can really look at uh, Dak on uh, coming up here. Uh, he's got the Chargers next week on Monday Night Football. I um, love that mm. one. I think you could also you, you can also measure him against the Rams. Um, they'll be hosting the Rams the week after that. Um, and uh, I think that's one where you can definitely do. Uh, actually, sorry, they got a bye week then they're hosting the Rams. My bad. Um, but those are two games that. Are going to be competitive. They're going to be, I think, a challenge for Dak. It'll be interesting to see how he does when it's not the class of the NFC and it's not the worst, you know, of the teams in either yeah. in the AFC or NFC. And it'll also be one of those things where, for the eye test, uh, at least when they play like the Rams, for example, 
the Rams themselves um, aren't as good of a team overall as the Cowboys are. But I would say that Matt Stafford's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Like, I don't really think Absolutely. that's arguable at this point. And so you're going to be able to watch in that game a quarterback who can do all the things. And then on the other side, you're going to watch a quarterback who's going to have all the things, but won't be able to like do all the things with them. Um, so that thing does get a little interesting when now you're going to have eyes on the game because all eyes are always going to be on the Cowboys. Like that's just how it works. And so yeah. when you watch Dak Prescott, it's more frustrating to watch him when they're playing teams that they probably should beat. Like they should definitely beat the Rams. But that, like you said, that game's going to be competitive, and part of it's going to be the quarterback play on the other side is going to be probably far superior. And if it's not, it's more to do with their defense and less to do with like, oh, Dak, Dak Prescott's actually outshining Matt Stafford this game. So that's definitely right. a part of it for sure. Yeah, well, so I was just looking through here. I expect, I expect Dak to have good, good games against the Chargers, the Rams. I expect him to not have a great game against the Eagles, maybe a little more pedestrian. Um, and then he's got the Giants again. He will have a good game there. He'll have a good game against the Panthers. Should have a good game against the Commanders. Um, Seahawks have been giving up points to quarterbacks uh, thus far. So we don't, but we don't know what that looks like. That's at the end of, uh, sorry, <clears throat> at the end of November. Um, then they got to play the Eagles again. Then it's the Bills, which I don't expect him to do great. The Dolphins, which he could. That's a secondary that at the moment can be had a little bit. Um, then you got the Lions and you got the Commanders again. I think, I think like he's going to prove his worth in the games that are competitive. We don't see this team as being a Super Bowl contending team end to end. That, that is an agreed upon statement on this podcast. We do not see them there. We, this is a good, not great team. This is a team that will win games based on its overall talent level um, at certain positions. They have a guy that can get wins or produce well at all these different levels. Uh, their best player is their defensive stud in Micah Parsons. Uh, they have CeeDee Lamb, who is a great piece at wide receiver um, and certainly is someone that, though, needs some pressure taken off of him. Cooks, they were hoping for, could take the top off the defense. For most teams are just doing one-on-one -on -one matchups against Cooks right now at this point in his career. Um, Gallup is a guy who wins contested balls but doesn't necessarily outrun anybody. So, like, they just don't have pieces around him. Ferguson's okay, looks good in, 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 as a, um, you know, short yardage tight end type receiver. He's doing a good job. Um, but, like, they need another dude out there. Pollard has looked pedestrian um, in a lot of these games so far. The 49ers defense, again, not the one you're going to gauge how good that guy is. The Niners are not giving up anything on the ground. I think they're down to 67 yards uh, per game. Um, but, you know, they just need some pieces to do a little bit better. And they're going to, because they have a guy that can play, though, at all these positions, they're going to get some wins. I just, I don't think that, you know, if we're expecting, and I and I think Grant's point was, he's getting a salary that says he's elite. Yes. That, that, that's it. But that's Jerry Jones' fault. Nobody else's. No one else would have given him this. No one else would be taking a $60 million cap hit next year with Dak as their quarterback. Nobody's doing that but Jerry. And that's just Jerry being Jerry. So I, I kind of move off of that and I go, okay, if if he was a $40 million quarterback, let's just say, or a $35 million quarterback, are we okay with Dak getting that based on the economical climate for quarterbacks in the NFL? 
Um, yeah, that's something I can swallow is a 35 to $40 million cap hit. That makes sense. And I understand it's a $60 million cap hit because of how they structured the, the, the contract itself. But like, I can see him being worth 35. 40 is a bit much for me as well. But I get it that he's around the 35 marker because he can produce and he will get you 10, maybe 11 wins based on who he is in this league right now. Um, yeah. But I don't think he's going to get another big contract. No, I'll uh, see that. No, he shouldn't. It, I will say, like, it's definitely easier. Not, not that it's like, not to justify it, but I, I think it's easier to say this now than it was a few years ago when they wanted to make it happen, because now we have the evidence of the playoffs. Whereas I think the expectation at the time was, you went out, you did your thing for us. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly if he like broke his ankle like in a contract year or was playing without a contract. So I think some it was of that 20, might have played it into it. It had to have been 2020 because he w- his stats in 2020, he was nine and four, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah. So that had to have been the year. Yeah. So yes, he uh, was a COVID victim as well. Yeah. And, and so like, I think part of that is like, sure. Like at the time he had to get his contract. Was it too much? Yeah. But it's definitely easier to say now because we have the evidence of you can't do it in the playoffs. And I think the expectation was we're going to sign you because we think you're the guy. And, you know, if he is the guy, then, yeah, sure, he's worth the money. But uh, that's another part of the Cowboys where they seem to think that they always have the guy because they're the Cowboys. And why wouldn't they think that we're the Cowboys? We have the guy. So, yeah, it's tough. Absolutely. And but overall, from, you know, I think for all of us, we recognize this. This is, and, and, I, and I think part of my point here is that it's not, we're, I'm not measuring the Cowboys, you know, be, uh, as, or I'm not rating this as harsh because of who they were playing. That's what, the way I mean to say that. I'm yeah. not rating this 32-point loss that bad because the 49ers literally are one of the healthiest teams in the NFL, if not just outright the healthiest, and they have weapons everywhere, and they're going to demolish basically anything in front of them until somebody gets hurt. And I think that's pretty clear. Like until until somebody goes down that is of significance, and I am knocking on wood when I say it. Um, you know, until until a quarterback, until your left tackle, until your middle linebacker, until you know whatever, and until your star running back, um, whatever, somebody goes down, you're just gonna keep mowing people over with the way this team's assembled. And and I think that was just what was made evidently clear if you hadn't watched a 49er game this year and you tuned into Sunday Night Football, uh, there's a wrecking yard uh, down in Santa Clara that is just coming for your team. And and that that was what I, I think this game was more of than Dak sucking and throwing three interceptions on three possessions in a row. He's trying to bring his team back into a game um, you know, or whatnot. Uh, and that's why I say I don't think you can just rate it on this one. But Regardless, um, I do want to say one quick thing, and then we'll get into uh, injury report, a trade that happened this week, um, and then our coordinators, and we got trivia to hit. Got a lot to get to in in a, the next 35, 40 minutes. So um, I do want to say Dan Orlovsky, who I genuinely do like to listen to a lot of the time, uh, not necessarily calling games, but during the week, I think he has interesting points, and he brings out tape really well, um, said to me, a ridiculous statement. Uh, it, it, I believe it was this morning uh, about Mac Jones. And he said, you put Mac Jones in San Francisco's system and he's going to, th- he's going to do 
similar things to what Brock Purdy's doing right now. And that team's just going to be roaring and Mac Jones is going to be just fine and da-da-da-da-da. I don't believe that statement at all, having watched both of them play <laughs> a considerable amount of football uh, in the past few years. And I, I think the Brock Purdy, if you were unaware of how well he plays in a football game, uh, also introduced himself to the rest of America on Sunday night, uh, throwing for about 260 yards, four touchdowns. Um, you know, again, the high completion percentage, I think it was 18 for 27 and, uh, just dicing up one of the best defenses in the league. Um, and, uh, Brock looked absolutely phenomenal for the second week in a row, but I just thought it was a ridiculous comment by Orlovsky Rex, Rex Ryan today. Dude, that was so funny. He like lost it. Uh, you know, this morning. Uh, watching Orlovsky do it. I mean, head in hands and started crying and laughing. And then like, you can't believe what you're saying. I I just don't even see how that's a fair comparison at all. When you watch those guys make decisions. Um, So that's my quick take on that. Um, We will watch that develop over the course of the year. I don't want every show to be, we we talk about like, Hey, we have biases. We acknowledge them, but we don't want them to overtake the, the show either. We got a lot of other good stuff to get to. It was, as Grant would say, is good football. Because um, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but the this week, uh, we mentioned already today, Justin Jefferson is headed to the IR. Um, Milano from the Bills with that Ugh. massive leg injury. That looked nasty. I, have you guys seen, was the, it, it was the ACL, MCL included in the break of his leg? Uh, I don't know. I didn't actually see oh, was there if there was a clip circulating i didn't catch it i obviously that i never was saw the clip game. either i just saw that it good. happened that that was a Let london game find so i i actually didn't get to watch any of that game really uh that early in the right. morning um but yeah obviously saw the news as it came across just didn't happen to actually see what happened um, they were assuming... brutal losses for them this year on that side of the ball by the way well oh. every year every year yeah. we talked you, about i think last you week. Said it last week yeah this team loses a, a key player or two and they get into the playoffs, and you're like, man, they definitely could use that, oh, was, you know, player blank. That was brutal. This is a, this this is brutal for this team. I, I he was a definitely like an underrated part of this of this team. Like no one talks about Matt Milano, but like dude's a stud. Yep, dude, dude, dude is one of the best at his position. And because of this injury, this is a team that at the trade deadline is going to have to look. Somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm st- If they're still winning, it, they're three and two right now. If they're still winning games, and they're in that like. Mm, we're headed to 11 maybe 12 like you you talking about wins wins yeah total wins for that team if they're headed that direction yes they got to pull trigger Matt Milano is a top four linebacker middle linebacker in this league like he is totally tackle machine hard hitting dude that's just a massive loss and if you're questioning timeline return if the knee is involved we will not see him until probably this time next year. It's going to be a calendar if it's an year. ACL, MCL it's with a, a leg break, year. you have to treat the leg break first and then do the knee. The rehab so the it'll year. delay the uh, the process. I'm getting no updates. Pretty much, just yeah. Saying, I don't think they've released anything just, on it. So we'll, I've got I've got stuff from a day ago from ESPN NFL just saying likely out for season, broken leg, uh, knee injury. Yeah, all, I feel like typically typically we hear these th- kinds of things on like Wednesday, Thursday. So I would imagine tomorrow we'll probably have some more information We're recording this. On yeah, Tuesday, they were probably informing so. him today. They were deciding on process he on how said, to tackle it. Sean McDermott has said that he'll need surgery out long term. So, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah, the, the uh, standard answer. Uh, James Conner, 
headed to the IR with a knee cleanup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a tweak this week. And uh, Dude, RIP like if you had like James Conner, Justin Jefferson on your fantasy <laughs> team. Same team. And another guy that uh, we'll get to here in a second. Yeah, which I'm going to let you say the name of because I suck at it. Actually, I like Grant here. Grant also doesn't know what it is. Yeah, why? <laughs> so I, I just <laughs> Devon a cane. It's not a chain. So a chain? it's a chain. It's a chain. A chan. A chan. Yeah. A chan. Devon A chan. Probably uh, gonna miss a couple weeks. Few That's weeks. what. But that was Shefty saying that. Mike McDaniel said he didn't know. Uh, like they it, didn't know if he was gonna miss time yet. Everything that I've seen, because I also get like the updates on my phone. Uh, since he's on some of my fantasy teams, I'll get like the push notifications. It sounds like one of those things where likely to sit out a couple of weeks with the potential of going on IR. I would anticipate the only reason they would put him on IR is because we already know Mostert is like an injury machine and they maybe would just want to have an extra spot on the roster for a guy who's actually going to be able to go in and play. Um, because yeah. otherwise, like I believe he went back into that game and finished the game. He did. But it didn't get any touches, just played more snaps. Right. So it doesn't seem to be the most serious thing. It's also not the first time that somebody's went in and finished a game with an injury and then finds out that their injury is worse Stupid than they expected. Rookie. So yeah. um it, it sounds like he's probably gonna be <laughs> fine. They're probably in the situation where they're like, Our offense is insane right now. You can take a couple weeks off and like we we absolutely well, you don't need risk. the running game right at the end of the year or else we're kind of toast because that's just how football works. So yeah. get right. I would say they should keep him out for a couple weeks just yeah. to be precaution, just yeah. to be safe. I think IR was a long shot. It have to be some pretty bad news here because they are they're doing so much better um, with that with the way they're optioning him out of that backfield. It's awesome. Dude's yeah. averaging 12 yards a carry, guys. Like, oh my oh, gosh. Trust me. I'm aware. <laughs> uh-huh. I traded for him today, by the way. Um, I'll, I, I will, I will we'll read talk it. Fantasy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll do, we'll to talk fantasy in a moment a little bit more. I know we got two more things to hit, but yeah, like, it, it was good. It was a good move for me. Um, the uh, Van Jefferson got traded, uh, became expendable there for your Rams, uh, Jameson, with the emergence yeah. of Atwell. Makes sense. Honestly, you know. God love him. He's on that Super Bowl run. Did well for yep. us, but uh, don't really care to see him go. So yep. he was not really doing anything for us last year. As certainly was not doing anything for us this year. Played two snaps on Sunday, so it was kind of like uh, a yeah. clock's ticking on this guy. Um, and again, it just it makes more sense for yeah. Your for top the three are great. Point. It's at some point, it's too many mouths to feed, right? Like you got Higby. just resigned Higby. We have a running yep. game for once. Um, yep. and then and a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, I mean, he was probably yeah. your, he was probably your fifth option because Higby, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Because Higby's probably your fourth. And Atwell has proved to be awesome. Yeah. As yeah. A third By receiver, the way, taking the top know, with, off with the Cooper, defense. with Cooper cut back, like the Rams are kind of sneaky, like a top receiving core in the league. Right oh now. yeah, absolutely. Oh yes. We, yep. We agree. Uh, 32 throws by uh, your quarterback this Sunday. 23 of them went to Cooper and Nakua. Yep. I uh, they they're gonna demand some targets, and that's gonna be a pretty lethal group. That's for sure. I am not looking forward to round two. I am not. Uh, I will round say one real quick was enough. on the on the Van Jefferson thing. I I know I wasn't the only one because I saw this online as well. It was kind of interesting for him to end up there of all places in Atlanta. Um, obviously, like we already have like 
get the ball to Pitts, get the ball to London. These guys aren't getting any targets. And then they add another guy in to a yeah. run dominant offense, which he's a pretty solid like pass blocker as a wide receiver. Um, but his dad is a wide receiver coach in Carolina who has some of the worst weapons I've ever seen on a football team. Um, yep. And it's like, you could just like slot them in there and like, yeah, obviously they're not going to win games and they're probably trying to continue to lose games, but it's not like they adding probably- Van Jefferson for whatever, like we, we, he brings more value. Six and, he would have. Yeah. Well, we had a sixth and seventh round swap wow. essentially with Atlanta yep. for that trade. So it's like get him over in Carolina, at least have another person that Bryce Young can throw the ball to because Adam Thielen is not the Adam Thielen of five years ago and he's <laughs> getting 100 yards a game because that's the only guy that can catch a ball over there. Yeah. So, uh, a little curious feeds there. The conspiracy, but. Feeds the conspiracy theories. You building up a core building up a receiving core for somebody that you want to bring in later. That's what I'm Possibly. saying. Like all yep. the, cause Possibly. if, if you have like the running attack in Atlanta and then your receiving core, like your main three guys would be like Drake, London, Kyle Pitts and Van Jefferson. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Should be. Yeah. That's right. It should be. Cause yeah. Kyle Pitts should be a top tight end in this league. I yeah. <laughs> generational receiving tight end talent with a absolutely horrendous quarterback situation. Yeah. And just the, just refusal to use Kyle, uh, whatever we don't need it. That's been talked about plenty of times, but well, let's, let's hit our three minute segment on uh, terrible coaching this week. Um, you know, I, and, and we'll, we'll try and just keep it to that. Um, I want to have it agreed upon rather Spoil- than an individualist. Spo- spoiler alert. It can't be uh, Staley because uh, Staley didn't play this week. That's right. So Staley's off the list this week. Yeah. Um, but if you missed the, the segment last week, which coordinator and or coach deserves to be fired this week? We really and this is our power we rankings. We really only say coordinator because of one dude. Well, that's fair. Um, and he's going to live on here. that caveat. Except for of, one bye week. Right. And we might still leave him on here uh, for the bye week. I think we should leave him on there. Yeah. But yeah anyway. I was going to say, he could, he could still be in the top three, even though he didn't coach. Like. Uh, let, let's see if we agree on this one this week. I, I, I started the list. You guys may have a slightly different opinion. Um, in our top three this week, at number three, making his first appearance on the power rankings of who should be fired this week. Did you, I, I, I don't think it will happen. No. But based on the performance of the last two games, as we stated earlier, uh, Bill Belichick does make it in to the number three slot this week. And but I think it's more- deserved. I feel like this is more of just a buildup of a like. Obviously, this game was kind of like I feel like kind of the straw that broke the camel's back a little bit. Yep. But this has been a, a, a building conversation. Yeah, like it has. we already talked about the Belichick thing and like the years of doing this, making these dumb decisions. Um, but I definitely agree. I would actually like if we're going based on this week. Yeah. I'd probably you, put him one. Well, one. I mean, for like worse. One. Listen, as long as Matt Canada has a job okay. in the NFL, we, we got to leave him pretty sticking I mean, high. That's fair because and we got to, I mean, this other game. coach here, I'm not to like, you know, state the, uh, or overstate the obvious. We're always going to put Matt Canada number one until he gets fired. But uh, unless Staley has a really bad week. I but know like, kids that play Madden that can call a better game than Matt Canada right now. Heck yes. Um, no, I, but I don't disagree with you. Like it's been a rough two weeks and this was really solidifying. I totally yeah. agree with that perspective. Um, Jameson, are you good with Belichick at three based on where um, we're headed? Yes, I think it's deserved as long as we can come back after we go through this list and do some honorable mentions because I do have some. Okay, that's um, fair. But yeah, I think considering that this is the worst like two week stretch of his career and not only is it the worst of his career 
of Bill Belichick, but just like terrible for any coach. Yeah. It's definitely worth being on this list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, another coach that had a very bad week that we are not believing in. Yeah, we talked about at the top of the show. Uh, not believers in where this guy's at right now. Uh, Riverboat Ron makes an appearance mm-hmm. on uh, the should be fired power rankings. Um, I, you know, I think it, all the things that we stated earlier justify his appearance right here at number two. And I, uh, even if Grant, you wanted to move Belichick to one and move Canada down to three, I still think Ron makes a lot of sense. At number no, two. Ron, Riverboat Ron makes a lot of sense. Um, underperforming, underperforming. I mean, like we talked about like this, I, at least I believe that this was kind of, I, cause I had the NFC East in my preview. Like this team has got some play, like some players, like I could see them, potentially out here rattling off eight, nine wins because of like how talented that offense was yeah. and that front seven and adding in a couple of their key, like cornerbacks they drafted. I'm like, this team has something. If Sam Howell is something, which we pretty much up until this week said he was yeah. obviously he had a bad week. Like this team, well, he did I, have that other game where he threw a three interceptions. Yes. Yes, he did. But like, he has been impressive overall. Yeah, Sam overall Howell has yes. been an, an doing impressive. a good job. Yes. Um, like I felt like this team could, is like kind of a frisk. This is kind of a frisky team. We said the Colts were kind of one. I kind of yeah. viewed the commanders in that same vein. Yeah. Um, Could get more wins than we think. Yes. And uh, they're not. They right have now. given up uh, in the last two weeks. They have given up 77 points. I really feel like, like Ron Rivera is just kind of like, I don't know what he's really doing because like the enemy is out here calling plays for that offense. He looks like he's on a muscle relaxer all the time. He might be. I mean, Ooh, he we're getting to the end of our cancer. time on the segment. My bad. Yeah. So what's that? I said he did fight cancer, so he might. Oh, just, hey, like, very well that. be physically exhausted. Like, <laughs> that's, that's permanently, fair. you know, yeah. um, I'll, I'll say this real quick before we move on to Matt Canada, which we probably don't even have to talk about Matt Canada. Not really. You know, unanimous. Number one, pound for pound, whatever you want to call him. He's the goat <laughs> of being bad. Um, but Matt Canada is not that say, well like, different as they I, say. Oh, yeah. No, he's. Yeah. He's the LeBron James of being terrible. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not as offended by Riverboat Ron, but at the same time, like we talked about this in the off season stuff, like he probably shouldn't have had a coaching job anyways. So it's like, yeah. I'm not as offended by his performance as I am with what I saw by Belichick, but Belichick at least has like the history and yeah, even though their team maybe had more of the expectation by comparison, when you look at the commanders and the Patriots, and you're like, who would you expect to like sneak into the playoffs this year? It's like, oh, well, well that's you fair. know, it's Bill Belichick and it's the Patriots and it's their organization and yada, yada, yada. Um, but that being said, I, I do think he deserves to be on this list. And it's kind of rare air for him because Staley is not coaching this week. So he, like there has to be a spot for somebody. And I think he's right there. Um, I think my other honorable mention there, um, which is obviously not going to happen because he just took over the job, but I feel like we would be remiss to not mention Sean Payton in this conversation. If yes. we're also he putting was in Belichick in this conversation too. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's a guy I, where it's just like, you can't, especially after this week, you lost to the Zach Wilson jets where Nat Hackett is coaching. And you said that he did the worst coaching job you've ever seen on the team that you're now coaching. Listen, and so and it's just I, like I know the perfect storm. <clears throat> I, I do think that he he deserves to be on that list. And I know they paid him, you know, $18 million, all that kind of stuff. But like, dude, like Russell Wilson's playing fine. He did have the fumble. Like he's 
he's playing fine. He's playing better than he did last year. And like, he's Sean Payton. It, this is it's to, for him to blame because Sean Payton has claimed out here and said all these things. We're gonna we're gonna be a playoff team this year. We're gonna yeah. blah 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 blah. And is has arguably like the I think one of the worst teams in this league. And a lot of it yeah. is his fault. Like I mean, a lot of it is, dude. I mean, like, dude, you know what they could have used Sunday as a uh, pass rusher. They could have used a pass rusher. Randy Gregory I playing mean, for the 49ers this next Vance, week. <laughs> Vance Joseph also is obviously terrible as a as defensive coordinator. Oh. Like, I mean, he, they're, they're on historical pace to be bad. Yep. So he should be on this list as well. Vance oh, Joseph. Yeah, I know. He's, he's, he, they, believe me, guys, we're starting here because by the end of the season, we'll have gone through all these names. But I, I got a, I got a pretty good guess as to who's going to end up in the top three here by the end. <laughs> And, and we like, may just I'm gonna say this. we may put the entire Broncos coaching staff somewhere because here. because to 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 be real with this whole Broncos situation, they have terrible contracts like all over the place. Yep. Um, but the head coaching one is an easier one to get out of than their quarterback one. Oof, it's an, it's an easier contract that's to get true. out of That'll because be Wilson's Wilson's like big hit comes next year. That's now true. I do think like that this they is can't a, get out of a team. I do think this is a team that's probably going to be a seller before the trade deadline, like specifically on the defensive side of the ball and probably some wide receivers and whatnot. That's very clearly a team where, yeah, it's very clearly a team where obviously Sean Payne's going to be around for next year because they want him to like, okay, now you get your fresh start after taking over for, you know, Nat Hackett and blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, so he's going to be back and he's going to be able to do it. But this season, he is a guy who, even though he won't be fired, should be considered in that conversation. Yeah, should be. Well, 100%. again, we are unanimous on Matt Canada being the number one uh, coach or coordinator that should be fired. Um, and we're just going to leave it at that this week because last week we torched him pretty good. Yep. And we'll have <laughs> plenty more opportunities throughout the season. Um. Normally, we would turn over to our buddy Mike uh, and uh, do our drop the mic segment. Mike, drop. Oh, dang talking? it. Drop. Whatever. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to throw crap at him. <laughs> I'm going to disengage this microphone and throw it at you. Um, whatever it's called. You change the name all the time. I, I've never changed um, the name. You've it's, changed the name dude, so many times. What are you talking about, man? Whatever. Um. And but when he, Mike is sick uh, this evening, and so uh, he's he's just at home with a little little sniffles and the cough, and so he couldn't join us. Actually, I was gonna say you you sounds terrible. You so called him. No, yeah. he, no, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike is not feeling well. Um, so we we definitely though uh, want to get to our trivia tonight, and uh, we're going to uh, jump into. I got four questions. Um, and I think you guys will get one or two of these pretty good. Last last week, it was kind of the same thing, uh, where there was a few that were easier than others, or you guys got part of. Uh, so I tried to have only one answer to as many of these questions as I could. Um, but anyway, my first one for the both of you is what running back in the top 10 rushing yards is the only one to not have a rushing touchdown? What? What running back? who is amongst the top 10 in rushing yards is the only one to not have a rushing touchdown. So they've gained top 10 yards, but have not scored a rushing touchdown. They do have a receiving one though. I might, this is, what makes it hard is what? I don't know the context of like 
I haven't looked at any of the top leading rushers, so I like I don't know what is considered that amount of yards for top ten rushers. But don't tell me unless okay. you feel like it's not gonna give it away too much. Um, hmm. I'm not gonna give you the top ten because it will. I mean, it, it, yeah, I think you guys will don't, be a little I mean, bit don't, surprised. Don't give me the top ten. I'm just trying to think of like how many yards gets you in the top ten, and then from that pool of people, I... who could it be. High three hundreds, high three hundreds, I believe. Yeah, mid to high doesn't have does not have a rushing touchdown. They are the number one running back for their team. I'll give Damian you that. Pierce? Okay. What's up, Damian Pierce? That's a good guess, but no, no. Um, that's a good guess. I'm gonna say, I and I, mean, on fantasy, he's, he's got at the, least one. I, yeah, yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure. Like he's, he's not been two. doing too good, so. Yeah, I this is this is a guy I haven't really paid attention to this season, so I don't know. But is it Tony Pollard? Ooh, it is not. That is a good guess. It is not because that dude's this been is underutilized. A, this is an NFC player. I'll give you as we get get guesses. I'll give you a little more clue. It is an NFC player, and I'll even eliminate a division. He's not in the NFC West. I didn't figure. Yeah, I would have known number if it was one. An Wait, West player. no rushing touchdowns. No rushing. Bijan. It is Bijan. Yeah. There you go. Bijan yeah, Robinson. Shut down for days, bro. Yep. Receiving guy. He has two right receiving yes. touchdowns. Does That's not right. have a rushing. He had a very slick one this week, by the way. I'm really proud of myself yeah. for that one. Holy crap! Caught oh, caught dude. it on his hip. Uh huh. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, I saw. Have that. you seen the top with down like, view? The Eagles post. Yeah, with the, the top down view. That was sick. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Who is the only team in the NFL to be in the top five in total penalties and have a winning record? Oh, and a winning record. Uh. The other four teams have a losing record. This team has 35 total penalties in five weeks. They have played all five games, so that eliminated a few teams for you. Yep. Winning record. And they are in the top five in total penalties, team penalties. Steelers? Well, that's a very good guess. Uh, that's going to come up in a second. And I'll uh, tell you, you're, you're going to laugh in a, in a moment. That, uh, that no. was one of the ones that first came to mind for me. That's hilarious. Uh, it's um, like a te- I feel like it's a team that's like not very good. Like I feel like it has to be. That's like just barely, you know, they're, they're three and two. We've, talked, um, we've definitely spent some time on this team tonight. I'm going to say... I was going to guess the Ravens or the Steelers, like one of those two. Yeah, but good guesses. I will help you again. It is the it is also an NFC team. Mm. Lions. Yeah, that was going to be my next one. This is, is a Lions. team that has underwhelmed. Oh, underwhelmed in the NFC, but still has a winning record. Is it the Eagles? It is not. Oh. oh, good guess. And they have not underwhelmed. I mean, they have a little bit. Certain yeah. games, yes. That's fair. Their games have been. They're not blowing out teams Saints? like Saints. What's that? Saints? I think, see, I, I would argue the Saints have overwhelmed. I think you would too. They're three and two. No, the Saints are no. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints are a bad football team. They're, they're a bad three and two team. All right. Okay. I'll give you, I, I got to give you this one so we can keep moving. America's team. Oh, I, that was my next. 
We have them on uh, our document here. Yep. The Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys have 35 penalties. The Panthers, Broncos, Cardinals, and the Saints are the only ones that have more. Or sorry, or in that realm. The um, but the Saints have a winning record, <clears throat> and they have all those penalties. They do. Sorry, Saints were six. I wrote oh, okay. them down. My bad. Okay. I was gonna say that realm. I think they have thirty. This uh, Saints have thirty-four. Gotcha. Um, a team with the fewest penalties in the NFL, by the way. This is why it's funny. Pittsburgh. That's, <laughs> That's well. The, that came, that was the first one that came to both of you. That's I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, that was a little surprising. I think that's obviously a shocker for everybody. Well, it's because they they don't like one of their units doesn't do anything enough to like have opportunities for penalties, <laughs> and they have a pretty good defense. So, yeah. Um. Okay. That was I was gonna make that the fourth question, but I'm I'm just gonna move on here. Um. Two teams tied for the most interceptions right now in the NFL are. Like defenses that forced or have defenses thrown? that have forced Which, Niners. I feel like you feel Detroit. like the Niners. The Niners are one Detroit. No. Dang. I'm trying to think who the Raiders have played because I'm, Jimmy Garoppolo leads the league with picks. I'm keeping. I'm keeping a trend here. I mean, I know Dallas was like had some picks early on. I mean, part of me wonders the Raiders because they just played against had three of them yesterday. As that well? is not correct. Ah. No, uh, what surprised me about this was this team did not have any on Sunday. So they have done this in four weeks. They're tied for the league with, with uh, <clears throat> sorry, tied for the lead in the league, and they did it in four weeks. Hmm. That's How many do the Niners one. have? Niners have eight. Eight? Okay. This team also has eight. Dang. Yep. It's tough. Pardon this me? Is a, th- this one is a AFC. I, yes. I feel like it has to be. That's a good guess. No. I'll be, I'll be real helpful. It's in that division. Oh, mm. Dolphins? It is not the Dolphins. Ah. So it is the... Pa- pa- Patriots? It's the Bills. Oh, Bills. Okay. Well, the Bills yeah. have eight. Yeah, no, the Bills have eight, Niners have eight. I thought those were some interesting stats from this week uh, to guess on. the. Uh, it was really interesting just kind of looking through a lot of stats, some things that are staying the same, some things that are changing right now really rapidly. Um, I think who is going to be good and bad is coming to the surface in the stats. So we'll continue to check in on it. Um, right now, I just want to hit, we're going to hit two things. We're uh, First, I wanted to try something this week. Um, if you guys want to, you can pull out uh, who's playing who. And But um, if you had to pick a quarterback to start this week in fantasy football, what matchup are you taking? I've, I I will start since this is uh, my idea um, and I uh, wanted to run through it. But as you look through the week six matchups, there is one real obvious one that hits right away. Um. Grant mentioned just a moment ago the Broncos are the worst uh, defense in the league currently. Uh, they are taking on the Chiefs at Arrowhead, who have already destroyed, as we mentioned many times, uh, Justin Fields and the Bears, who are the third worst defense in the league. And I would love to take 
Patrick Mahomes this week as my fantasy quarterback against Denver. And guess what? Ow. I traded for Patrick Mahomes today. Whoa. Uh, in my NFL.com league, I, that's the one that I don't run. Um, so and I will, since you asked, Grant, I'll go ahead and just hit it really quick. I sent this to Mike earlier. Um, I, uh, I was able to secure this trade. I sent Amari, Goff, and Kyron Williams for Mahomes and Achan. I had to take second player, and since he was injured, I thought maybe my buddy will let him go, and uh, he bit on it. Um, I got hopes for Achan coming back completely healthy, but honestly, I'm not concerned. My depth is definitely there. Um, I have Kamara, Diggs, uh, Nakua, Kittle, uh, Evans. Bass is my kicker in this one. That's been a win. Um, got Chiefs defense. Right now, my bench is um, Ateen, Howell, and D-Hop and Higby. That's what I have sitting there right now. So I feel real comfortable with that. This is a PPR league, too. Uh, full PPR. So loved that trade. But I love Mahomes in that matchup. You guys have another quarterback that looks really good? Uh, I would say um, Tua. Uh, <laughs> Tua, they're playing the Panthers this week. Oh, heck yeah. That's so. a good get. It's um, less I, to I do, do with like, two and more to do with the Carolina Panthers are very bad and the Dolphins offense is spectacular. So I would probably go. I mean, it takes a little bit of a hit because Justin Jefferson is out, but Kirk Cousins is playing the, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's a, I, I definitely am starting him. I, interesting that his projection isn't higher than it no, is. It's, it's only like, like 16, yeah, it was like 16 points this week. Um, which is it has to be silly. The, 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 it's they're, Justin they're Jefferson overvaluing. It's Justin Jefferson's yeah. not playing, so that's what they're saying. But he, yeah, uh, but I, I have him. Kirk Cousins has been good without Justin Jefferson. So like yeah. guillotine, like I have in my guillotine league, which I don't know how they do the points necessarily in there, but it's pretty close to like a full PPR sort of scenario. Uh, and he averages like twenty two and a half points a game. Yeah. So I'm not not concerned with that in the slightest. I will say it. Uh, you know, Stafford has been a one of the best. That's another one I was looking in at the, in the league. I was looking at that one a lot. Hasn't yeah. been doing like crazy numbers in fantasy because we've been rushing in a lot of touchdowns. Um, but when you're going up against the Cardinals and now you have Cooper Cup, Nakua, and Tutu Atwell, like eventually those guys are going to get in the end zone. So could be another like 300 multi TD game for Stafford this week too against another bad team. Um, yeah. So that's that's another honorable mention. Yeah, uh, I, I was I was tossing between the Kirk Cousins or uh, Matt Stafford there, but I just think the Bears are worse than the Cardinals, so that's why I went. Fair. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. fair. In the wide receiver realm, several good options this week, um, and I'll let you guys touch on it. A, you know, not to pick on them, um, but Burrow had a week last week. Chase makes a lot of sense against the Seahawks right now. Um, it's a real I, test for that. That Seahawks defense showed up a couple weeks ago. It'll be interesting to see what they do with an actual offense. If you're going to double up on points, the Tyreek against the Panthers makes a lot of sense. If you want to take Tua uh, and Tyreek, that would make a lot of sense. I'm actually going to go, though, with guy who's been on a roll. I'm going to take Diggs against the Giants. If I had to pick one receiver this week, I, I like those bad. other guys, too. But I like that one. Yeah. yeah. D- yeah. Diggs against the Giants at Buffalo. Um, and he's been rolling. He's got what, four touchdowns last two weeks. And I think it's like 
through, oh my gosh, it was 350 yards, something like that in two weeks. So, um, yeah, that would be my pick, but there's a lot of good ones this week. No, I would go, I would go Jamar chase as well, just because that, uh, Seattle secondary has been very suspect first four weeks, first four games of that season for them. They're like the fourth ranked passing defense right now. I think they figured some stuff out, but it's still Jamar chase and Joe Burrow looks good now. Um, so I'm going, I'm going this- Jamar chase. This is more of like a maybe not like the most obvious answer because I think yours is like Jamar Chase is probably the one this week um, because again if I'm looking at the Rams as bad as the the Cardinals are there's just too many receivers on the Rams right now like they're they're all gonna do their stuff but they're not gonna have like a one crazy banger game but like Addison could do numbers against the Bears this Dude. week. Yes. Yeah, he could. No, Justin Jefferson. He's already a dude, and the Bears. If you're are Justin bad. Jefferson, no. If you're a Jordan Addison owner in fantasy, you're Loki kind of happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you are. Yeah. So oh, that's, absolutely. That's another like for me contender. For I'm a this Hawkinson guy. owner. That would be great that for too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yep. Could be. Him. Uh, you know what? One we're missing though. Uh, Devonta's playing the Pats this week. He is. I did see that. That's that, true. And I think. I, I would be real interested to see what his target uh, share is going to look like after a low target share against the Packers this week. That was weird that in a revenge game, he didn't get hit double digits. That's yeah. like on targets. never happened. But also, could, could Belichick ridiculous. randomly put Jimmy G in a prison? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, of all people, like, yeah, you know, he totally he's, could. he's still Belichick. I mean, don't get me wrong. Still might deserve to be fired, but. Uh, he's Belichick. Yeah. At the he, end of the day, we are going to be quarterback. He loved Jimmy against- G, and yeah. he knows everything about him. <laughs> so. By the way, uh, um, the Danny Dimes. Oh, if he plays, if he plays, I, it sounds uh, like he's probably not. Uh, well, that's a primetime game, so that should be a lot of fun. I'm uh, just throwing it out Dude, there. Dude, these primetime games this year have been terrible. They're so bad. I know. I, w- like, I like. I wanted to take some time to talk about it tonight. I think, but <laughs> this week's probably just going to add to it. Dude, well, like last- actually, Monday night, the Monday night game, which we have uh, coming up on Pick'em, is not bad. Monday, at least on paper, it's the Chargers Cowboys. Yeah, that's that should be a good game. But like, this has been like two weeks in a row though that like the Thursday night game is blown. Sunday night's been terrible, but not yeah. been good football. Monday night was not good. McCarthy yeah, might like, also be a, a Chargers loss away from being a contender uh, on the top three next week. He's got to at least have a losing record. Come on. Come on, guys. Um, well, no, he, he might He might have a uh, 500 I, record. I mean, I've been thinking that he stinks for a long time. So <laughs> Yeah, we all have. Him going, taking the year to like learn football uh, again, like yeah. that whole press conference. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Okay, running back that you like this week. Uh, if you're building your fantasy team, uh, some good options might be Swifty against the Jets. Um, I do not hate Montgomery against the Bucks. Um, also Jacobs against the Pats. All good options. Christian McCaffrey's playing the Browns. I don't I like, like that matchup actually. You the don't Browns, like that one. The Browns' defense is. I mean, he's going to get his because he's McCaffrey. But as far as like potential matchups and what the expectation might be like that Brown's defense uh, is legit. Here's why I do like it though. Um, the Browns are if, if Deshaun Watson's not playing, which is starting to sound 60, 40, he's not our starting PJ Walker. So yeah, uh, that, 
that that 49ers they won't offense be able is going to be on the field yeah, a lot. Yeah, they're going to be a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I mean. It's going to wear it out in the second half, and that's honestly, what the bro. Do, just but. don't even start Brock Purdy if that happens. Like, just give him, <laughs> give him the like to to just help preserve. Sam Darnold, pers- you can beat them. Just yes, here you he go. Could. Here you Literally, go, Sam he Darnold. No, he could. Uh, but no, lots of good options. I like ETN against the Colts. ETN, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's not a bad one to get. I think. Oh man. I think he's going to have a bounce back this week. I mean, Mostert could have another good week because A-Chan's gone. And again, they're playing a bad team in the Panthers. So like, you know what though? Give me, give me Bajon against was, the commanders. That, I literally just pulled yeah. that commanders one Commanders D has been bad and they've been giving up yards. Yeah. I, and he, I He's going to catch out of the backfield them. too. He's another one of those kind of guys where it's not just going to pound yep. the rock all game. So yeah, if you're playing daily fantasy, Bajon's going to be low enough on there that that could be a home run for you this week. Um, Pollard. Pollard might be a good a good play playing against the Chargers. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, he's got to have a bounce back at some point here. Um, and he he's due, and they're not great. Um, sorry. Uh, so you took uh Etn. Yeah, I'm going Etn. Okay, for my pick. And who did you go, Jameson? I don't even know if I fully settled on somebody for the running game. There's like there's so many that could that could pop There's off. none that stand out like a Jamar Chase, uh, okay, a Tyreek Hill. Like Jameson, Mostert against Carolina. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was saying. Like no HN and then you're playing no, no matter what, a, you know, fast running back in a good offense versus a bad team equals points. Yeah. So like, that's fair. You know, take that. But. Okay. Uh, tight ends this week. I am going to simplify this one. I am just going straight to Hawkinson. Uh, he is playing the Bears. They give up the second most points to tight ends. And with no Jefferson, I think his target share is just going to go through the roof. So uh, Hawkinson this week. And I am starting. I, I, it's, I'm starting him and Laporta um, in one or two. I have them in both of them in three leagues. I have that lineup, That's bang, bang, in three different leagues. So I think I'm going to do it in two different ones. Um, I like Evan Ingram against the Colts. It's a good matchup right there. Ingram is uh, projected for a good chunk of points, almost 10 points um, in terms of fantasy for Yahoo. Um, that that pass defense for the uh, Colts is below average, um, and he didn't really get involved last week, so I just kind of imagine that that'll get kind of, kind of reintegrate him into the offense, so I like Ingram. Uh, I'm going to take Kelsey at the Broncos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's because no brainer. they don't have receivers, and the Broncos stink. Yep. That's totally fair. Those are some great lineups. So if you need some dudes this week and uh, in in daily fantasy, those are our suggestions. You may you may need to save a little cash for the likes of a Jamar Chase uh, or for Kelsey or for a Mahomes. Uh, but if you can somehow find a wide receiver and running back in daily fantasy that's a little lower on the uh, on the tiers and uh, do the uh, Double up with uh, Mahomes and Kelsey this week. Oh my gosh, you should make some cash. We're just you saying. should probably win. Um. Well, Grant, uh, I heard that some people didn't have a good week, and that one person had a pretty good week on Pick'em. I'll let you take it from here uh, before we close out the why show. Are you, why are you doing this to me, man? I'm just okay. So okay, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. It's not that bad. No, it's not bad at all. So, uh, <clears throat> should I go bottom to top or like? How, yeah, how let's go bottom to top. Bottom to top. So. I don't have the exact. I I I could probably do the math here. Uh, let me see if I can for a second. So Jameson, this week you went two and three, so your total is now fourteen wins, uh, or fourteen you know right picks, 
So you're 14 and 11 currently <clears throat> as we go. You just say correct and incorrect. Correct and incorrect. So you were Win-loss, yeah. so if you will. Win-loss. Yeah, I just go win-loss. Yeah. You are 14 and 11 <laughs> on our pick'ems this year. So you went two and three. Um, <clears throat> myself, I went one and four. So, Oof. oh man, and I, you were nine and you were nine and one see, in the previous all I two. Said I was is ten. We, we just need no, a couple of four, weeks. Catch yes. up. I mean, yeah. So, so I I am fifteen and ten. Mike is also fifteen and ten. Uh, that he means went, Matt Novak went uh, is now sixteen and nine. Atta boy. So he is. So <sighs> Matt, you went. Back on um, top where he belongs. Let's go. Oh, whatever. It's a couple more weeks. But again, yeah. every, every week continued. somebody's on top and they're like, see, I'm. Hey, <laughs> I held it for two weeks in a row. I might have actually been three weeks in a row. I don't know. <laughs> we, we were, were three way tie. Then I pulled ahead and pulled ahead. But um, it is still a two win spread between our top with Matt and our bottom with Jameson. Um, so that it's has been anybody's consistent. Game. That has been consistent. Um so yeah, I realized Jameson, you and I made some pretty bad calls on the Patriots. That was one that we both said the Patriots were going to win that one. Um, Matt, you you were wrong about the Saints. Or are not no, that Mike, good. I'm going to keep saying it. The Saints are bad. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Mike went wrong with picking the Titans. Um, he 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 zagged when all the rest of us took the Colts there. That was my yep. only pick uh, that I got correct. And then um, the one that you guys all went that I didn't, and I even knew I was going to get it wrong. But I picked I picked the Cowboys um, instead of the Niners, and that that's kind of what what made. Gosh, I just knew it. You could have just laughed at us on that one, though. That would have been hilarious. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. On which yeah. one? I mean, I'm, not for me, but the for the, you. The, <laughs> the 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 wanting of that superseded the logical. Yeah, I, uh, I the, the logical answer is like I know the Niners are going to win, but if the Cowboys can win, me being the only one that can come out here and claim that is too good of an opportunity to pass up. Yeah. So. And I only am down by one, hey, so it was it was a worthy hey, just just for the record with a trade off. Uh, don't don't ever gamble, <laughs> like just don't yeah. do it. No, did you get, did you know I don't that think that's a you thing? <laughs> did you know that a hundred percent of gamblers uh, quit right before they hit big? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hey, did you guys buy any Powerball tickets this week? <laughs> no, dude. One point. What was it? Seven two five billion. Oh my goodness! I mean, dude, it's two never, bucks. Have, it's two bucks for. A I quick have pick. never bought one. I really you know I turned 18 like the whole like oh that's huh. one thing you can do when you're 18 dude I do Never it just it. as like a joke like uh, I think I bought one last Wednesday I'll probably go get one tomorrow like just because just I mean so you, you gotta know, have if, skin if, in the if game Matt man no, if Matt Novak hits the lottery uh, say goodbye to this, him as part of this podcast yeah probably. yeah sorry sorry everybody I got plans James and I can still involving we'll, we'll still do it being in a different country yeah hmm. but um, hey you listen guys I will be here to make your lives better okay we can still have you call in yeah well maybe We'll see. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to have a new number. Can't, can't track you down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to say private or whatever when, when I call. Uh, all right. Well, we want to get to our pick em real quick. We These are, uh, There are some good ones. There's some week. really good games. I had a hard time picking to last five. week. Yes. Not very this good is, ones. This is much better. Uh, let's let's start with one Grant cares about. Um, Seattle oh. taking on a re-energized Cincinnati in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do we have this the Mike's split picks. on this is one point. While we're here. Oh yeah, we do. Okay. Did did, did he send them? Yes, I have them. Okay. I, he oh, sent he them to me. Them. Yes. So I'll start with Mike um, and not give anything away uh, for myself just yet. Uh, Seattle. Mike is taking Seattle at Cincy. Um, this is a three and one team playing a two and three. But again, as we mentioned, Burrow looks healthy. Jamar Chase just had a career day uh, this last week. 
Um, he's going to have several similar to that uh, before he's done. But yeah. I never played against Devin Witherspoon and Tariq Wollin. Best cornerback duo in the league, baby. Let's go. You just got done saying that, that your guys haven't been incredible. And you're like, best cornerback duo in the but league. But Devin Witherspoon is here now. Five minutes later. Hey, All right. He's if, here now. If the, uh, you know, if the Bengals receiving core is a top receiving core that underperformed in the front half of the week, does that make them a bad mm. receiving core or just having a rough stretch? You know? Because we know they're good. Well, the the Bengals have historically the, uh, done this, too, where they've like... Yeah. Been played like poo the last, and so first, you like, could just take the weeks. take the same logic and flip it around for the Seattle secondary. Like, yeah, they're still the best, one of the best, you know, secondaries. They just underperformed. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks, okay, Thanks, man. Um, um, you're taking Seattle. That's pretty obvious. I, I are you going to take Cincinnati? You think your team's going to lose after a bye? I I'm just don't stoking know. the fire here, people. Yeah. I just don't know. Stoking the fire. Don't I let do them talk you they, off of your off of your stuff. Come on. No, no, no. I, I do think I do think Seattle is a more well-rounded team than the Bengals because I think I think that they have better playmakers in their secondary with Witherspoon and Tariq Woolen and Quandre Diggs. Like I would take those three over pretty much the three at, in the, the Bengals secondary. It's fair. Um, excuse me. Um, and that our O line has played ex- incredibly well. They have played with, very well with all their backups, like having no starters. Um, Andy Dickerson is an incredible. There's a coach. pick coming here, right? Seattle. Uh, yeah, there you go. Boom. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Seattle is, as well. Because mainly, I just think this is like a, this is to prove. I think both teams will get what these teams are mm-hmm. because, like, the Cincinnati Bengals now play a team that isn't the Cardinals, and the bank and the Seattle Seahawks get to play a team that isn't uh, like you know the New York Giants. So I am going to be the Zag. Right. I am going Cincy. Uh, that has nothing to do with fandom. I just uh, Carroll's team is incredible in in the uh, Eastern Time Zone. I just definitely saw those uh, saw a lot of Bengals film and went, oh boy. Uh, Fair enough. Burrow looks back. I don't yeah. hate it. Like I, uh, I don't I'm definitely taking Seattle there. Same exact reason as as Grant said. I want to see Joe Burrow actually do well against a functioning football team. And the, and looking back at how the Rams lost that game. Really, that game fell apart for the Rams because when we had O-line injuries, we couldn't really put anything together. And so Stafford was just getting crushed all that game, and then we couldn't put any more points on the board. That doesn't seem to be the case in Seattle right now. And so I, I like the Seahawks. I do. All right. Charles Cross is probably going to be back as well. So. Oh, there you go. Um, New Orleans at Houston. Uh, overperforming team in New Orleans. I uh, I would say Houston has just been straight up competitive, and I wouldn't say over or underperforming. They just, yeah, they've just they've been really competitive, doing a good job. I mean, Stroud looks awesome. So I Mike has Houston at home here, and I do not hate that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll throw it to Jameson this time. Houston or New Orleans? I think I'm not even hesitating. It's going to be Houston. Houston. Yeah, I think New Orleans sucks, but. Period. The it's end. Very. Grant, Grant, very what, what, what say you? That's my analysis. I might. I might <laughs> don't say anything else. I, I, I'm, I might agree with the sucking of cheeks. Uh, I'm probably going to go Houston as well. Um, I think we're up for a sweep here. I like Houston at home. Um, I just, yeah, they control the ball well. Um, and I, I think their team is just learning as they go, man. It's a young team that's uh, playing good football. Can we say Stroud it also, too? Stroud that. still doesn't have a pick yet. No, yeah, I was just about yet. to say that. He has that set that record. <clears throat> yep. 
Him and him and Purdy. They're the, the only, only ones, ones left. <clears throat> uh, next one is Ooh. Indy at Jacksonville. They are in Clown Town. Now, I have a little bit of insider information. Uh, there is What insider information do you have on the Jaguars and Colts? I have a little bit. Oh, you do have a friend. Because I have a friend who's right. a very big Indy fan who said, uh, just so you know, we've only won at Jacksonville once since 2014. I'm going Jacksonville because mm-hmm. with even without that information, uh, I just think that you get the better quarterback play. You get so you get some better wide receiver play. Zay so Jones I'm is back and had a big week last week for them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Zay Jones, all he for, does is catch touchdowns. That exactly. Jerk. That, that's huge for, for Jacksonville. So I think they're coming off a high of that win. I think in Buffalo, um, essentially playing three home games in a row, essentially. Kind of. Kind of. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Jacksonville. I, too, will pick pick the Jags. Surprise, surprise. Um, and, you know, unless it's a Gardner Minshew revenge game, which I don't don't necessarily see that coming. Um, That's awesome. I didn't see that I angle. I forgot about that. You know, that, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Um, but I, I think without Richardson, like, it, it would be a... A, a much different scenario for me if it was Jonathan Taylor's now reinserted into this lineup and you have a healthy Anthony Richardson and you have Pittman who's actually been doing pretty well this season like that would be yep. a much more yeah. enticing thing for me but I think right now it's just a bad time of year and, and like you said they just seemingly can't win um, in Jacksonville so yeah I'm gonna roll with the with the Jags well I think we're gonna get a sweep here too I am taking Jacksonville as much as it pains me to say that as a uh not so closeted Colts fan. Um, super bummed that that's probably going to happen, but I think there's going to be a lot of points on the board here. Yeah, um, I think if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner, this is football, so. Yeah, I yes, totally agree with that. Um, Jonathan Taylor is uh, is going to remind people of uh, why he's good at football. Why he is good at football, and uh, I think that's going to happen for them this week. Uh, next one. Oh, Mike picked Jacksonville. If I didn't say that loud. Um, next one is Baltimore at Tennessee. I, uh, I mean, seemingly, isn't this a game that Baltimore should win, but they should have won last week too and didn't. So I, this one's just really interesting. Mike Both is teams coming off a loss. Yeah. Mike's taking Baltimore here. Um, man. I'm struggling with this one a little bit. Won't lie. This is a. I'm going to take Baltimore one. as well. I'll just say it. I'm going to take Baltimore. Okay. Um, obviously, an absolutely devastating wide receiver core performance last week. But even as bad as that is, like seven drops is kind of like historically bad in some cases. Yeah, I don't see. I don't um, see seven drops with again with where they were dropping and how they were dropping like that's kind of an anomaly as bad as it is and it's also could be a precursor you know um but i i just Fair. do think that they are the better team they have by far the better yeah. quarterback um yep and it's baltimore there's i think they're going to figure out a way to do it so uh, i'm gonna take them okay i am doing i'm the same for all the same reasons as jameson really nothing more to add i you can zag no, I want to, but I can't talk myself into it. Tannehill sucks. I was gonna say, yeah, you can't, you can't convince yourself that Tannehill sucks. He would take Ryan Tannehill over Lamar Jackson. <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, our last one of the week, 
Uh, the Cowboys at the Chargers. Obviously, Cowboys coming off a brutal loss to the 49ers. The Chargers coming off of a bye week, as was already mentioned, and hosting uh, all of the Dallas fans in their stadium. Um, how nice of them. Uh, this is a head coach mid-off, my friend. Like this, <laughs> that is putting it lightly. It is, th- this is going to come down to which which coach makes the 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 not as dumb decision as the other one across the the, the field. If that makes Truth. sense, like is Mike McCarthy going to mismanage the clock? Is, yes. I mean, well, yes. <laughs> is Brandon Sealy going to just uh, go for it on fourth and one on his own twenty-five? Possibly. Yes. yes. And it's going to be amazing to see. This is a great. This will be film for up and coming head coaches of what not to do. Yeah. Um, that being said, I might <clears throat> go with the heart, go with the head, go with the heart, go with the head. I'm going chargers. Hey, good for you. Yeah. I just think I like the quarterback play better. Uh, Mike is taking Dallas and I am siding with Grant, which is something I don't do a lot. I am going with the chargers. I'm either bringing uh, you down with me or I'm keeping right in step. This, this might not necessarily change my answer, but do we know if Eckler is back after this bye week? It looks, yes. He said 99% sure he is playing. Okay. Well, this that being really, post their bye week and a Monday night game helps with that. Okay. So that like helps solidify my choice. Then I would have been a little bit more on the fence. I am going to go with the Chargers as well. I just like them coming off of a bye. I know that, you know, defensively they were looking pretty horrible. Um, JC Jackson's now out of there. Uh, obviously, Mike Williams is out for the season. Um, tough, tough. But at the end of the day, I do think points are going to be scored in this game. I think Justin Herbert's a better quarterback. And I think Eckler being back is obviously a huge deal for them. I think kind of helps tamper some of the weird coaching stuff that we're seeing. Um, from Staley, at least to a certain extent, because they'll be able to run the ball and score and do fun stuff. Um, I think Kellen Moore will kind of have a field day. It, it's his old team, dude. Come on. Yeah. He's yep. scheming up against his old OC team. revenge game. Well, I, I think this week, again, poses some great matchups. There's some really good football that's, I, I, that's going to come out of this week. I honestly, uh, outside of watching my own team play, might be. I I mean I'm really excited on Sunday for the Seattle Cincy game. I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, like that should be a good game. game. I know that's so stupid. That's they did that to bummer. me too. Um, but then I uh, I'm going to really be looking at Monday Night Football. Love the the Cowboys Chargers matchup. So many good ma- that Indy Jacksonville matchup too. I mean, there's so many good ones this week, guys. So I uh, I hope you just kick back. You know, put it, put that uh, recliner in drive. You know, get the legs up, grab whatever your 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 uh, little snack vibe is, and just sit back for an awesome weekend of football. Um, if you are a local college football fan, uh, Ducks are playing Washington. I'm super excited this Saturday afternoon. That is, uh, it's a national game. Uh, that's a seven playing the eight. I super, super looking forward to that. I, I mean, I I don't know how the Ducks lose this game coming off a bye. Like, I just don't see that. But Penix is good, good, man. Penix is really good, but the rest of that team is not he's carrying Penix. Them. He's, he he's, is carrying that team. Yeah. And he's the definitely Ducks, a Heisman candidate. The, the Ducks definite. are a more well-rounded team. 
Yes. <clears throat> so so I'll be really excited. I, they have not that, unleashed is, is that it, defense. Is it in Washington or is it uh, I got to remember really quick. Hold on, I'll look. But that, I mean, that one will be really good. Dude, the- I saw the, the, the Ducks social media like posted that game. Like 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 on Saturday morning, I saw that post. I'm like, that's that that's today, and I got super excited. It is in Washington. It's in Washington. Okay, well, <clears throat> it's not that far away. But like, I, I I saw them post. I'm like, oh, that's that's this week. Yes, I got super super excited. And then my heart was just crushed when I realized that that was for next week that they had posted. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, one week from today, and I was just so crushed. Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, the Beavers continuing to uh, put up uh, just enough good football. I don't know what the crud they were doing fooling around with Cal that long. Uh, 52 to 40 this last week. That was a little ridiculous. Um, Just imagine how much the Ducks are going to put on them in like November. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I mean, you said the same thing last year, probably, I'm sure, huh? We say the same thing every year, bro. (laughs) We're Duck fans. That's what we do. Uh, I will say it no, is I very mean, funny how the Pac-12 is like cooking right so now, good. and so and it's good. not going to exist anymore. Basically, <laughs> coming up, so yeah, after this year, yeah. while we can, it's like we're carrying the top twenty-five right now. But. Seven top twenty-five teams, most by any conference, and I, uh, the Beavers, by the way, this week hosting UCLA, uh, who's currently ranked eighteen after getting their dub this last week. So that'll be that'll be a big matchup. That's at five o'clock. But man, seriously, I if you after you watch the murder that's going to happen on the football field uh, in uh, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City this Thursday night, um, you can kick up your feet Saturday morning, watch a whole bunch of great games all day Saturday, come back for an incredible NFL slate, and top it off with an amazing Monday night football game. It's going to be an incredible week. I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. Hope all your fantasy teams win, unless you're playing me. Oh, and uh, I yeah, gonna, I was going to share about fantasy. I had Jamar Chase and DJ Moore. I was on, one of on those, the same team. On one of the, yeah. I hate you. I was one I of those. Not I was one of those have that experience. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, I uh, I one shout out to Tasha. By the way, um, Peyton's cavalry in the A League. Uh, Mike's wife. Uh, we were playing each other. I was down four points. And I had Jacobs and she had Daubs and Jacobs touchdown in the second half got me the dub over her. Um, so I'm still undefeated uh, in the A-League. Everybody else has at least two losses and I am 5-0. and I'm super pumped about that squad. I am, I am no longer looking for trades <laughs> on that team. Although I do need to find a backup quarterback at some point. Uh, this is coming out Thursday, so I'm good. I do have a claim in right now to drop Jerry Judy and pick up Justin Fields. In what? In the A-League. He got dropped. Oh, yeah. So, um, also, is there a rotting body downstairs? Because I'm pretty sure that the person that lives in the bottom of your house uh, told me he was going to full-on execute himself if Justin Fields went (laughs) off again since he dropped him in my fantasy league. Mm -hmm. And uh, that happened on Sunday. I have not seen him in a few days. so (laughs) I saw him on Sunday. I have not seen him I saw him Sunday afternoon. But uh, Friday, so. Yeah, we we definitely, it came up. (laughs) So Don't tell tell everybody there's a rotting body in my my house, please. I asked. And I, I said, it was a maybe. question. It was not a statement. And I said, maybe. <laughs> That's your fault then. All right, everybody. Allegedly, enjoy your football weekend. Alleged. We'll see you next week. <laughs>